Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've been cursed by your wicked kiss. Once felt it's forever missed. Forever missed. I'm a member of the Haters Club. And I'm hating every minute of me without you, you without me. Give me some. Give me some of that misery. That misery. I'm a high hater. I run with the best like a fader. And the witch of the west. Poisoning apples to make you ill. Like cruel and devil. I'll set you up for the kill. It's such a twisted state of Now, I'm going to say it, it feels like a Thursday. It's only Tuesday. Hey, we had a fun day today. Um, me and Ke- First of all, I went uh, and met some cosplayers. That was fun. Went to this lovely young lady's um, house, her mum's house. I spoke to her and spoke to her mum. Uh, mum was, I think, called Angela. I got that right. And the young lady was called Sophie. And we talked about cos for half an hour. And they were delightful. But what they didn't realise, while I was speaking to them... I was developing, and this sounds nuts. Well, it's not that nuts. Um, I was developing a migraine as I was speaking to them. I was only in their house for about 25, 30 minutes. That's all we needed for the interview. Um, I did want to stay a little bit longer, but um, I hadn't had much sleep. I had a really bad night's sleep, right? And um, I hadn't eaten anything. 
and I had a little bit of a headache driving up, but nothing, nothing to indicate that I was about to wish I was dead. Um, and I, got, I went into their house, and they had the heat. The, I think they had the heating on, right? They were so lovely, you know, absolutely lovely, and made me very welcome. And um, the mum said, "Do you want a cup of coffee?" I said, "Oh yeah," because sometimes when I get my when I, I, I could, my head was starting to go a bit tingly, and I thought, "Oh, caffeine! I need a bit of caffeine." Because I'm trying to cut down on caffeine, so I hadn't had any coffee that, at that point. So if I have a oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand, by the way, um, so I thought if I have a bit of caffeine, that might just shake this headache off. Sometimes it does. Um, and I was in the house, and it's very warm, very nice house. They had an inflatable Dalek. I know. Don't ask. Don't ask. It wasn't. It wasn't puffed up, and 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 both women were quite small, quite slight. And I said, you're going to have a, a bloody tough job. They didn't have a pump or anything. It was like a life-size Dalek. Anyway, so I was there talking to them. And they were very generous, let me go to their house and sharing their time with me. And literally within about 30 seconds, I thought, this headache is um, has progressed to the um, mid-left of the neck, the upper right of the upper right eye socket, and a point just about an inch above my left eyebrow this is a migraine it's that and it's that precise it's that precise so i'm getting a migraine right and um i need to speak to these people today so i'm gonna you know i have to do this do i think i can get through this without throwing up in their house that was genuinely the thing my thought pattern now any normal person well i don't know would you have said this i could have just said Ooh, do you know what? I suffer from migraines and I'm getting one now. Do you mind if I come back in an hour? And I didn't. I battled through it and sweat was pouring off me. And I felt like I was slurring my words. I wasn't then. I did slur my words a little bit later on when I met Catherine. Um, but, but at that point, I had taken a significant number of painkillers. Um, and I was supposed to be there for about an hour and I stayed there for about 23 minutes and I was as as polite as I possibly could, and then I got out. And because I, when I get migraines, uh, and and I I found out recently it is pronounced migraine. But there you go. I'm stuck with migraine. That's the choice I made at a very very early age, and I'm sticking with it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, why am I telling you this? Because some of you will be going. That's what that's what happens to me. I get that. And some of you will be going. Well, it's just a bad headache. No. It's not just a bad headache. It's literally wishing you were dead because it is just the most intense pain. And I'm, I kind of staggered out to my car and I have a few tricks up my sleeve when I get a migraine. First one is get in a car. It's got to be a car and whack the air conditioning on maximum. Got to be really cold. You could go, if it's winter, I used to do this. God, I used to this years ago. I lived with this, um, with this poor girl, Tessa. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night with a migraine, and I said, I've got a migraine, I'm going to go and sleep downstairs on the sofa. And she'd say, well, why, why are you going to go and sleep on the sofa? Surely that's really uncomfortable. But I had a great technique. I would open all of the windows in the living room in the middle of winter, and I would sleep, I would contort myself in such a way on the migraine that was a, a, on the sofa that there was a bit of pressure along my neck. And so what I do is I sit in the car, and I couldn't, I had to drive the car a bit because I couldn't just do it outside their house. That would be weird. So I sat in the car, put the air conditioning on maximum. So it was freezing and it's it's blowing out. And I took my coat off and I unbuttoned my shirt. So I was going to get cold, right? And then I found, uh, then I stopped at a petrol station 
and bought a Mars bar because chocolate can sometimes knock it out of me. And I got there a bit late, and so I was feeling nauseous. And I bought a shed load of Nurofen. I then found a lay-by. I wolfed down the Mars bar. I caned the Nurofen. And I sat there freezing, literally shivering, with kind of... I had to twist my back and twist my neck. And I had to push my head so my neck... There was pressure on my neck. It's weird. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Hang on. There we go. There's a little bit. There's a little bit clicky. I'm very clicky after a migraine. Do you want to hear my back click? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It should be a good one. Hang on. Ready? Did you get that? Did you pick that up? Other side. We'll start the show in a minute. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. There we go. Oh. Get very com- compact after a migraine. Anyway. The long and short of it is um, it worked enough that after about... It was really brief, and I got it in time. Um, and I was able to go meet Catherine for lunch. I got it in time, guys. But there was um, there was a good hour and a quarter today when... I mean, it's just the most intense pain. It's not... It's not... If you... If you've had a migraine, you know what I'm saying, don't you? And I know they're all different. I don't get the visuals. I go a little bit blind. I didn't go blind today, but I go a little bit blind. Kind of everything is a bit dark. Um, but if you've had a migraine, you'll know what I'm. Ta- you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, won't you? I know it's going to get the phone phone lines rattling, but I feel I had to get off my chest. Anyway, that lasted about an hour and a quarter, and then I met Catherine for lunch, and then and then and then and then, dear listener. We went to That There London, and we spoke... Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember why, we were talking about status quo, and I can't remember why they came up in the conversation, and I said, I want the quo on this show. I want the quo on this show. Well, the quo are coming on this show. Francis Rossi of the quo is coming on this show. Rick Parfit is, um, well, he's at death's door, I think. (laughs) You know, he's very poorly, heart attacks and marriage breakdowns and all these kind of things. Um... But today, we went and interviewed Francis Rossi. Now, I know what you're thinking. 0844 I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, status quo, that'll be boring. And if I'm honest, right, on the part when I had this migraine, part of me is thinking, oh, maybe we should cancel the quo. And this afternoon, I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be good if they cancelled it? Because I didn't, I didn't have an in for the interview. I didn't have an in. I didn't know what my 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 angle was going to be, right? And then I did a bit of reading up, and I remembered that they'd recorded a song with the Beach Boys. Boom! There was my in. And it was, it was one of those days where he's in a studio all day doing interviews because they've got a new album out, and he was doing them on the on the line and on the phone, and um, people were coming in and la 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 la, and we had the last slot booked and we were thinking francis rossi old rocker jaded drags through the press he's he's really he's he's not going to be fun he's not going to be fun um I, we could not have been further from the truth catherine can we i i it take you a few minutes can we pull off like a minute of the Francis Rossi interview. I don't know if the bit when we... The swearing bit, I don't know if that's... Whatever you think. It's just 60 seconds. Because, um... 
I think this interview's... We won't play it out tonight, the whole thing, right? We'll play, we'll play this one minute, but we'll play it later on in the week. I think the whole thing is going to surprise you in the same way that the interview with John Lydon surprised a lot of you. So many people got in touch saying, well, I love that John Lydon. Never heard an interview like that with him. Um, and didn't he come across charming and delightful? I genuinely think you're going to come away from the Francis Rossi interview thinking the exact same thing. He was such a gentleman. Well, I sat down and he started pulling my beard. He's going, look at that. That's a cracking beard you've got there. And he was pointing at the white bits. He's saying, you must, you, he said, you mustn't dye those. You're going to have a corker when it all turns white. And we were talking about rock stars who dye their hair. Um, and after the interview, and he won't mind me saying this, I'm sure, he was talking about how he goes to schools and gives talks about drugs, right? And he opens up the talk about drugs by saying drugs are a lot of fun. How cool is that? He then goes on to say, but then they kill people and they bankrupt people. And then I think he does the trick where he pulls a handkerchief through the hole in his nose that he's made. And he says how much money he spent. And he goes on to talk about the downside of drugs. But you don't, when you get drug talks in schools, right? No one says to the kids, drugs are fun. Here's the thing, drugs are fun, right? They're fun. They're also really bloody nasty and dangerous. Um, But when I was at school, no one ever said, hey, guys, listen, um, ecstasy, cannabis, LSD, it's a lot of fun. They they just went, right, this is illegal. And if you do this, you will die. And, 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 And that message is important to get across. But imagine that. Someone goes in and say, right, kids, Kids, I mean, like 15, 16, 17 year olds. Kids, drugs are fun. That's how he op- that's his opening gambit. And then he goes on to talk about the destruction that drugs um, brought into his life. And we were talking about the Beach Boys and we were talking. It was he was such a nice man. And we got pictures taken with him and he stood on tiptoe and I crouched because he's actually he's quite wee. Um. We'll play a bit of it later on in the show. We'll play the whole thing maybe later on in the week. I think that's a Thursday or a Friday interview because um, genuinely, right, if I heard that Francis Rossi from Status Quo was coming on the radio, part of me might go, ah, do you know what, I'm going to skip that. Trust me on this one. Trust me on this one, right? I I, I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it so much that we're going to try and get him on the show for half an hour, maybe even a whole hour one night. I, I don't know how possible that's going to be, because I kind of get the impression that, you know, he, he's got better things to do with his time. But we're going to try and see if we can get him on the show for half an hour or a whole hour, because I just thought he was hilarious. Man, he knows how to tell a story. And here's the thing, guys. Yeah, we talked about the new album. I think I asked him questions he's never been asked before. Hmm? Oh, wait, so what's the show about tonight? I don't know. So far, it's 15 minutes in. We've talked about migraines and status quo. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be a random one tonight. Gatford's up first. 0844-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Um, for those of you new to the show and you just listened to the last, the opening monologue, and going, but but he 
he, he's not been rude about immigrants or he's he's not talked about Heathrow or he's not said anything derogatory about Muslims. What kind of phone-in show is this? Well, it's a phone-in show where we try and skip all that stuff. Listen, you set the agenda. I will sit here and I will talk about stuff and I'll go through the papers and stuff. Um, but And you can call in about any of the things I talk about. Or you can call in about any of the things that you want to talk about. I know! Isn't that putting a lot of responsibility on you, the listener? I know! Tough. Deal with it. You guys have had it too easy for too long. You guys have had years. When was the last time I did a late night phoning show? Five years ago? You've had five years. Thank you, Catherine. You've had five years of phoning shows that make you angry or make you scared or make you upset. Well, here's one that is here to celebrate. Yeah? Celebrate. We don't always get it right. We don't always hit the celebration mark, but we try our best. 0844 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Gatford! Oh, hang on a minute. Let's try that again. Gatford! Hip, 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 boss! Hey! I'm here to celebrate with you. I'm just having a glass of ice-cold water. Because I still feel a bit groggy after the migraine. A little bit groggy. Well, yeah, it takes a while, doesn't it? It takes a while. I don't yeah. get them, but my mum does, and it's like a couple of hours in a dark room. It's horrible. Do you want to hear nine seconds of Francis Rossi? Go for it. Hang, hang on a minute. Let me get, let's get this queued up. Um, listen to this. Thank I you. saw you in concert about five or six years ago. It was brilliant. In Wembley Did Arena. Did you say brilliant on here? It, well, it's, it's a pre-record. We uh, can <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Because he'd been doing live interviews all day. And he was suddenly, you could see the panic hey, in his the face. The old rockers, they love it when they can swear, don't they? <laughs> they do love the it. freedom, the freedom. Honestly, Gatford, I've got a little bit of a man crush on him. He was so charming and so funny and um, wasn't what I was expecting at all. At all. No, I, I, remember, I remember him being, because they, they were kind of like, they were not on like the teenage shows, were they? They were not on like the swap shops and the Saturday no, Superstore. no. But when they were interviewed, they looked like they were just having a lot... Well, they were having a lot of fun, as we know. Um, but, yeah, and also, quote, no one will ever admit it, but we all know all the songs. Down, down, deeper and down, ba, 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 down, 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 deep. In the army now. Uh, in, oh, that's the song we're going to play when we play the interview out, because he asked oh, for that fantastic. one. Fantastic. Um, uh, and I can't, we talk about being being a joke. You know, we, we with the conversation gets on yeah, to... Yeah, the three chords. Yeah, the conversation gets on to what's it, you know... What's it like being a, being in a band that is considered a joke, you know? And because um, I find that fascinating, they've had. So here we go, right? Status quo have had more top forty hits in the UK than any other band. They've had sixty top forty wow. hits. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And yet, not well, probably, probably not one Brit Award. No, no, no sniff of the Hot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, they probably had a sniff in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's that, yeah. But, um, I wanted to uh, commend you on something. Oh, Gatford, yes. I wanted to commend you. A couple of months ago, I, I, I called you and said that there's something you do that really annoys me. Um, and today is the first time I've heard you not do it when I would have expected you to do it. Um, is it go shush, 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 shush? Yes. 
when you did the back thing, I was expecting, oh, he's going to go. Because when you do the back thing normally, you go, oh, shh, shh, shh. He's totally deconstructing the act. When I do the back thing normally, I've never done that on the radio before. Oh, come well, you Or you click your feet or something, or your neck. Yeah. Well done. Well done, you. Well, I'll tell you why. Because when I was walking through town with Catherine, every time she spotted something, she went, oh, look, there's this. Oh, look. And I kept saying, you know, you you, you don't have to say, oh. Which every is the director's commentary on the yeah. walk. And then I felt bad, because it's, it's what she does. And, you know, and I felt bad yeah. that I picked, picked her up on that. Um, but then I didn't feel bad, because then she started talking about the shush, shush, shush. <coughs> and I, I don't think i don't i've never heard me do it i i think it's probably subconscious for you but well done no i don't think i do it though well these people um you don't know you're doing it that's the problem because i don't think yeah i could put together an mp3 i do do hey by the way can we um, can we we, i forgot to mention an absolute Absolute hero and player, right? He's in yeah. the papers today. I've not even read the story. I don't need to read the story. I just need to see the picture of his cheeky little face and go, ladies and gentlemen, fair play. He rode that one out well. Keith Vaz, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Keith Vaz. <laughs> Didn't he ride that one out well? Didn't he? he? Was, he You've was got lucky. to respect that. He's a bit lucky because, you know, as he said, the news cycle came round pretty quick. How did but, he yeah, dodge? He how? How? Teflon Vaz, they call him. Did he? I call him Vaseline. Well, oh, for more more reasons, I call him Vaseline. Hey, that's good, that. <laughs> um, sell that to the sun. Red boys and poppers from a and heterosexual pretend- married man. And pretending to be a washing machine salesman. And pretending to be a washing machine salesman. Just crime of them all. He survived. That would have... Any lesser person would have been destroyed by that. And Vaz came out, if anything, stronger. And I, I respect him more. That said, he has kind of lost his job on the committee. No. That he'd well, like, I, t- you know, I, that, I draw that. your... No, 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 no. I draw your attention to today's story. Page 30 of the mail. Keith Vaz is set to join the Commons Justice Committee despite facing an investigation into allegations he paid for rent boys and offered to buy them drugs. You could say he stepped up there. You could say... He's been... Select Committee. Yeah. He's been promoted. Yeah. The remarkable move by the Leicester East MP comes just weeks after he was forced to stand down as chairman of the Home Affairs Select Committee. It makes Mr Vaz's decision to put himself forward all the more extraordinary. Oh, this guy, he is the British set blatter, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? I'm not Uh, saying... What? um... Player! Absolute player! Whatever is thrown at him, whatever Mm. is dug up, whatever is rumoured about him, Vaz... Rides it out. Vaseline. Almost, Keith Vaseline. Almost, almost to the point where we no longer need to use the word allegedly in front of anything he's done. No, exactly. And, and, do you so know what? He's freed us. Do you know what? I, I genuinely, I think fair play to the bloke. Fair yeah. play. To, uh, yes, I know. I know he uh, defended and pre- prevented investigations into Lord Janna during the 80s and 90s. I know that. I know that. I know 
I know that. But in regards to this incident on its own, he's a geezer, he's a player, I don't care what he sniffs up his nose, I don't care where he puts his wanger, I I do not care, as you say, Gatford, it's literally his business, I don't care if other people put their wangers near him, I don't care, absolute geezer and a player. Well done, Keith Vaz. Legend. You know, you were having trouble sleeping last night. Yeah. So so was I, and I was sort of following you on Twitter, and I was, I was debating Twittering, but I thought, no, I should really concentrate on trying to sleep, yeah. but still was looking at Twitter. Do you know what I did at 3.23 this, this morning, was a.m.? It, was it a little soft... Little Shoe cup, shuffle? Was no. it a little cupping of the old... No. No. I, um, I, I cleaned the bathroom floor. Ladies and gentlemen... Really? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the competition is now closed. We have found Britain's saddest man. Ah. Um, Andy Pandini is destroying you on Twitter, mate. You bet really? you, sh- you need to get off this phone call. I need to get off and go and have a look. You need to get off the phone and you need yeah. to get onto Twitter and either do some blocking and some muting or you need to get your script writers. Because he, let me write, let me tell you, should I tell you what Andy has, has written? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what these people have said. Come on. And Andy may well be writing this from Los Angeles, California. Oof, international. Fantastic. Interestingly, Ian Lee very rarely uses er as a filler word at the Gary show. Uh-huh. Hashtag shh, shh, shh. So right. do you know what he, do, do you understand? What he's saying to you? He's saying that I potentially overuse the word "er." I think is that right? He's coming. Kind of, he's coming back at me. Gatford. He's coming back at me. So you, I will go you're, you're both. Myself. You are both friends of the show. I'm uh-huh. keen to see how this pans out on Twitter. Hands across the water. We'll start with celebration and end in World War Three. You pussy! Get steam straight in there. Don't take that from him. If, if he's a mate of mine, not don't matter. Don't take that from him, Gatford. Are you a man or a mouse? Get in there, sunshine, and give him a right royal kick up the Twitter backside. Right, I'm off to go and get the scriptwriters right on it. Ta-da. You troll. What a troll. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I know it's naughty, but I can't resist. I've, I've got to play a quick hand of LBC Bingo. Oh, we'll give it a couple of minutes, because I'll probably be on the, an advert. Lee, what do you reckon LBC are going to be talking about? It's it's got to be Calais, hasn't it? It's got no, to be Calais. I, it's, got, it's got to be Heathrow. Oh, actually, a fair point. Your fair work, point. but you're, got, I can only accept your first answer. No, go for it. We'll go there, we'll go there in a second. Uh, we'll go there in a second, because they might be playing ads or something. Okay. We'll, um, we'll see. Lee, good evening. 0844 is the telephone number if people want to give us a call. What have you got for us? Well, I'm hoping you can settle an argument for me. Oh, I'm the argument settler. I, do you know what? <laughs> I, um, oh, I was walking down the street and I asked myself a trivia question and I got the answer right. <laughs> and I can't, oh. uh, what was it? Oh, it was really good bit of trivia and I was so surprised I knew the answer. And I thought, oh, 
if that had been asked on like Mastermind or something, I'd look so cool. Um, I can't think what it was. Oh, isn't that silly? Oh, anyway, never mind. We all know you won Mastermind anyway. I won Mastermind, correct. And The Weakest Link and um, Ready Steady Cook. But then you was a racist on uh, what? Pointless. I was a racist on Pointless, yes. That was <laughs> that was my quiz show downfall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, I was arguing with a friend earlier about the clocks changing this weekend, and now... You're, you're confirmed for me. They go forward, don't they, in, yep, yep, in October? Yep, spring back, fall forward. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. Is it this weekend? It is this weekend. And is it the Saturday or the Sunday? Uh, it'll be the Saturday night, Sunday morning, Okay, won't so it? we're going to lose... So spring back, fall forward, so we're going to lose an hour... Um, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one, guys. Um, for anyone coming to performance ring, make sure you get. Oh, I am coming. Make sure you get your um, your clocks right. Yeah, I just wanted to settle that because my friend seems to think it's backwards. Oh, your friend is your friend is backwards. I know. I knew Ian would know because I know you've discussed it in the past. Right, let's have a listen. I think we might be safe now on LBC. So you're saying uh, Calais? I'm Go saying on. Heathrow. Here we go. I appreciate they will. But uh, there would be two areas that, by any stretch of the imagination, you couldn't exclusively put a British leader in the dock for being responsible for what is happening in those places. And none of that would explain the thousands of people that came from North Africa prior to Syria. You might be right, Lee! It could be! Afghanistan and Iraq. How do we figure that one? 03456060973. Also to come this evening... Now, of course, we think that foreign aid is actually important, and we. I think you might be right, Lee. I think they're talking about Calais. Oh, flipping heck, mate! Flipping it. Well done, fella. Much appreciatos. Much appreciatos. Isn't that naughty? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I think I can get Periscope working. I'll do that in the next break or during. Um, the 11 o'clock news, if you fancy. Um, I genuinely don't care. I, I mean, the, the defending the um, Lord Janna thing, you know, that's un- that's unpleasant. But the thing with the Rent Boys and the Poppers and stuff, that's between him and his, his God and his wife, isn't it? Isn't it really? I don't. I mean, I, don't, I know. I know. You say, oh yeah, but he's you know on committees that make judgments about prostitution and drugs and stuff. Well, he's surely more qualified to talk about those things, isn't he? If he's had a little bit of that. Um. Anyway, but oh, how the hell did he? When, when Gary Lineker is being you know, destroyed by Britain's greatest newspaper and others uh, for a tweet, right? How did Keith Faz manage to survive that? It is nuts, isn't it? It's absolutely nuts that he did. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's quiet on the phones tonight, which is fine. Is there something on? Is there something good on telly? Oh, it, um, it's, well, hang on a minute. It's half term. People don't go away during the autumn half term, do they? Where would they go? What is there to do during the autumn half term? I, as a a child, I'm not sure we got an autumn half term. I thought once we went back from this is why I'm always surprised when my boys go back to school. 
after the summer holidays. Like it's, it's like 20 minutes later, they're off for a week or two weeks or whatever it is. I don't think we had that as kids. And that's the problem with Britain today. There are too many half-term breaks. I don't think we did. I'm sure it was straight through till Christmas. I don't know. I was a child. I don't have got a clue what was going on in that period. Uh, but we certainly never went away during any of the half-terms. There was never, there was never any talk. You know, I, we didn't really have many holidays when I was a kid. I remember going to Spain when I was about seven. I remember going to Swanage when I was about seven. They all seem to be when I was about seven. That can't obviously be true. Um, and we went to Cornwall one year. I think I only had three holidays as a kid. Isn't that sad? And two of them were on in caravans on farms. One of them, the one I think was was in Dorset. Um, we were we, we were on this in this caravan. And I was about six, six, I think. And um, it's on this farm. And the farmer said to us one, we used to get fresh eggs and stuff, and it was great. And the farmer said to me and my sister one morning, do you want to come and do you want to come and see the chickens? Proper farmer's voice. Do you want to come and see the chickens? <laughs> I can't do. Dor- I'm from Dorset. I'm from Dorset. Hey, do you want to come and see the chickens? I can't. Why can't I? Catherine, go, get on that microphone there and do a Dorset accent. Do you want to come and see the chickens? No, 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 no. He was gruffer, much gruffer than that. Do you want to come and see the chickens? <laughs> G- give me your chips. <laughs> no. Um, and me and my sister, being six and nine, went, yeah, wicked. Let's go and see some chickens, right? And he took us. It was, oh, God, it was the most awful day of my life. He took us to this massive metal shed. It was huge, right? And he pulled this huge, heavy steel door. And we looked in. And it was hell. It was the most intensive battery farm you could possibly ever begin to imagine. There must have been 10,000 chickens in there. And the noise and the smell... And me and my sister were so upset by that. I mean, I think we bo- both burst into tears. You don't say, do you want to come and see the chickens and then take two little kiddies to a battery farm? Not unless you want to scar them. It's like saying, do you want to come and see the sheep? Then taking them to an abattoir. A halal or kosher abattoir. Having their throat slit. Don't even get the stun. Yes, that's right, guys. I said it. I said halal and I said kosher. And I said it in a derogatory term. What are you going to do about it? Ofcom, bring it on. 0844. We need an Ofcom, Kath. We haven't had... I'm tempted to... I'm tempted to make my own Ofcom complaint about something that hasn't actually happened. Because we need, we need just that little, little incendiary fire burning beneath us. 0844. Four nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Periscope. 
Periscope is up and running, dear listeners. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. I tell you how far we've come as a society. I tell you exactly how far we've come as a society. Right. Have you seen page 22 of The Sun? This is in The Sun. This is in, in um, Britain's greatest newspaper. The Great British Buzz-Off. Have you seen this? They're testing vibrators. I mean, really? I, it's... It's, it's, it's great, guys, that we can be so free and open about um, enhancements for pleasure within the bedroom. But in, in, in a paper that your kids might pick up, I just think, I don't know. It just feels a little bit... God, you can buy them in Poundland. In Poundland for a quid. I wonder if uh, the 99p stores don't do them. Many of us on tight budgets. Many of us are on tight budgets. Oh, no, come on. Can you put this in the paper? This is like the kind of stuff you used to get in... Um, and I don't, I'm going to tread carefully, guys, but, hey, they're our sponsors. Um, this is the kind of like stuff you'd get in uh, 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 copies of Razzle or something. Many of us are on tight budgets. So the sweet relief of a little pleasure for just a pound is a steal of a deal. But it had just one speed and was loud and rattled like an OAP's false teeth during a turbulent flight. Who the hell is do- who the hell is writing this stuff? Price four four point five, power two point five, success two, longevity one. It really is um, uh, a glow-in-the-dark. I mean, why? <laughs> why? And it's great. You know, listen, beautiful, fine, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, helps helps you get your rocks off, guys. Then that's all, um, that's all groovy. But um, I just feel a bit uncomfortable being in a newspaper. Is that me being old and prudish? I mean, my kids wouldn't be around the sun anyway. Um, but it just feels a little... Who's this by? Nicky Watkins. High Street discount chain Poundland is catching a buzz, causing a buzz by selling sex toys for a pound. The pink bullet vibrator is flying off shelves faster than, well, a speeding bullet. But can it really perform as well as more expensive brands. We asked Sexpert Alex Fox to trial seven vibrators. It just feels... It, I mean, just... God, there's one you plug into a USB slot. No. No, well, the, the, you plug the one end into the USB, the other end you plug into the usual... The WeVibe Tango Lipstick USB. 55 quid, I mean. Just, you know. The Tango is genuinely awesome, and it works. It's pricey, but it's USB rechargeable, so you'll save on batteries. Well, that's the main thing, guys. 
It's lipstick style. No, I don't need to read that. I don't need. To. I mean, it just seems to. Uh, it just seems a little. Uh, you know what I mean? It just seems a little uncomfortable. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Although I suspect that there's some, that I, I suspect there's something decent on the telly tonight. Well, in that case, we'll just sit here. We'll get Catherine after eleven, and I'll go home. How's about them apples? Sins and needles. Love tat inks thirty nine flames. Wibbo etched on girls. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan, dear listener, of body art. I just think, um, um, oh, someone wants to play a game. Let's play a game, sex toy or pet toy. I mean, no, really. Um, uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of body art. I think it's... Uh, 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 I, I don't think it looks. I tell you, the thing I hate is is you, you, uh, you, girls quite often will have like a little motif behind their ear. You seen that? They're like a little musical note, or I don't know, uh, some cherries or something or behind their ear. Why is that? Or on the back of their neck? Oh God! You, necks? No. Leave the necks alone. An amateur tattooist. <laughs> Can I practice my tattooing on you? No. Don't think so. Don't think that's going to happen. An amateur tattooist claims he has inked his name on 39 lovers. And he must really have been in love with them. Ryan Wibbo Wibberly, 23 says he etches either his first name or nickname, quotes, on necks, arms, fingers or bums. The father of three explained, I just get pissed up and I get my tattoo gun out. I wouldn't let him let him put a tattoo gun near me or his penis gun near me. <laughs> it's a laugh it's not taking advantage because they want it done one his latest girlfriend has got Wibbo tattooed, tattooed over one eyebrow and Ryan tattooed over the other eyebrow look jeez come on Mate, he ain't going to be with you in, I was going to say six weeks. In six minutes, he ain't going to be with you. I wish this couple the every success in their future relationship. But if I was going out with a girl and she had my names tattooed over her eyebrows, I think I'd dump her instantly, even if it had been me that had done the tattooing. I think I would have to, because that's weird. Say, why have you got my names? You did it. Yeah, but I was pissed up. It was a laugh. I think you're weird for letting me do it. We're finished. Hang on, you've just tattooed your names over me. Tough. You should see what I've written on your bum. 
I don't remember the girls' names. They're just one-night stands. Ah, he's all heart. Current girlfriend, Courtney Lee, no relation. 20, has Ryan above one eyebrow and Wibbo over the other, plus his moniker on her breast and neck. These, these <laughs> Ryan from Stoke said, oh, <laughs> Where is this from? Is this from a TV show? See if you can find Ryan Wibberly on Facebook. W-I-B-B-E-R-L-E-Y. 23. It's got a beard. Because I'm going to read perhaps the most horrific sentence you've ever heard in your life. Ryan from Stoke said, I've branded her like Heinz Beans. <laughs> the jobless couple started dating in February after Ryan finished an 11-month prison stint. stint. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Don't, don't look too hard. Let's let's find out what his eleven month prison stint was. Oh, oh, that's okay. It was for racially abusing a cabbie and threatening him with a knife while drunk. And let's maybe leave Ryan Wibberley off this. And I've got to say, I think his tattoos look absolutely marvellous. And any girl that um, has been branded like Heinz Beans, um, as he says, I think it, it, wonderful. Well done, Wibbo. Well done, Wibbo. Courtney told the son. There can't be 39 girls running around with his name on them. He's lying. What would... Um, it's just I'm gullible and I'll do anything. I do it because he's paranoid and wants to have me branded. He'll think it'll put other men off. Well, I wish that young couple every success in their forthgoing um, relationship. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? Um, I, I'm not a fan of body art. I, I, I don't like it at all. My my brother, one of my brothers, my half-brothers, um, runs a tattoo parlour up in Edinburgh. And um, I don't I don't really see him very often, you know, but, which is a shame. But um, the, the few times I do, he's constantly egging me on to get a tattoo. And you know what? It ain't gonna happen, man. It's never going to happen. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, I'm not as... I was I was kind of really anti it before. And I, I, I think I would have said some quite rude things about people who've had tattoos done. And I'm not like that now. I, you know, hey, it's your body, baby. You do whatever you want to do. It's all groovy with me. Um, but I do, I do think the human body... Um, with all its imperfections and its wibbles and its wobbles, I think is you know is that they look good, ladies look good, you know, and um, I can appreciate that men look good, you know. Uh, so why would you want to go and um, draw on them and add bits and pieces to them? I just think you don't need to do that, man. Everyone looks good. Yeah, if you found him, then you let's see if we can get Wibbo on the show. What have we done? Kath's found Wibbo. We're going to try and get Wibbo on the show. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, Guys, listen. It sounds like you don't want to ring in tonight. And that's absolutely fine. Um, We'll just sit here. Me and Kath will just sit here and uh, talk for the next couple of hours. But you're, maybe it's because you heard they were talking about Calais on the other place. 
and um, you thought, I, we need some of this. We need some of this Calais action. Um, you're always welcome to call in about those things. I just think, what else is there to say about Calais? What else is there to say about Heathrow that hasn't been said um, a million times today? And also, whatever I say about Heathrow, and I live under the flight path, so you know, it directly it, it impacts me. But whatever I say about Heathrow, it's not going to change anything, is it? It's not going to change your opinion. It's certainly not going to change government policy. i tell you what would be interesting. Didn't Boris Johnson say that if they decided to build a third runway at Heathrow, that he would um, lie down in front of the bulldozers. Didn't he say that? I am sure that he said that. So, Boris, when are you going to start lying down in the road? Or... And this is... Excuse me for for even suggesting this, Okay, This is rude, but I feel I have to say it. Is it possible that Boris Johnson said something that he didn't really believe in just to further his career? I mean, is that is that a possibility? That can't be. Really? No. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can watch us on Periscope as well if you want, dear listener. We have an unusual angle on the Periscope this evening. If you go to periscope.tv slash Ian Lee, you will see me waving to you in a darkened studio. Yes, Penny! Good evening, boss. How are you? What kind of cake? Oh, um, lemon drizzle today. Gay cake! It's always gay cake! <laughs> I thought that was just last night. Well, mate, 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 mate yes, mate. Let, let, can we have a lesbian cake? Probably. Didn't you have buy cake last night? So We did have buy cake, um, and now we're going to have um, some lesbian cake. Delicious. Okay. One for the ladies. Lesbian Ooh. ladies. Lovely. What you got for us, Penny? <laughs> um, you know you talk about chicken farms, or whatever it was? Yes. I can go on worse, going to a pig farm. Oh, yeah, go on. Not pretty. Well, we, my parents used to live next door to a pig farm up yeah. in North Yorkshire. And lovely old Yorkshire couple who ran the farm, Ray and Joan, bless them, I think they're still there. And one day Ray went, oh, come and see my pigs. Yeah. So me and my sister trotted off, excuse the pun, to go and see the pigs. Yeah. But of course, you've got little baby pigs and not one of them survive. And some of them had just been pulled out and left on the side for him to deal with later. And... Yeah. Oh, man alive. That's grim. Yeah, not nice. So, I mean, I must have been maybe about 12 and my sister about nine. I'm but even still, it was all pretty gruesome. for kids knowing where their food comes from, right? Like my, my... Yeah, 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 yeah. That bit was fine, but... Mm. Uh, but, uh, but my my youngest and they we always talk about but the fact that they're eating animals and stuff. My boy, my youngest was eating lamb the other day. I went, "Hey, this is lamb." We went, "Yeah." He said, "That's like a lamb in a field." I said, "Yeah, that's what it is. That's what you're eating." And suddenly, you could see this little penny drop in his head, mm. and then he just went, 
It's really tasty. And then he shoved a load more in his mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, um, my son does the same with pork pies and sausages and well, bacon, actually, yeah. But. As you know, I was a vegetarian for 26 years, and I went back to it maybe three years ago. Um, and I, 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 I've been toying with the idea of going back to being a vegetarian because I don't agree with the ethics of killing an animal for food. Mm. But I do like the taste of animals as food. I love the taste of it. Oh, we went to um, then, the other. You've got a what on? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh no, me, me and Kath after the show on Friday, we went to one of these all-night um, shisha bars, right? We, oh yeah, we passed a shisha bar on the way home, um, and it's like all like Lebanese and Turkish kind of food and stuff. And we had the most delicious, like lamb. I don't know lamb kebab on a shisha. I don't even know what it was, right? But it was absolutely delicious, lamb and halloumi. Right, and right. I just I I don't think I could give that that stuff up. Mm, I think bacon butties is the thing everyone says is what they go back to eating meat for, isn't it? You know the shisha, you know the big shisha hubbly bubbly pipes. Yeah, I used to live just off the Edgware Road. I know. Them yeah, yeah, well. yeah. That's where we went. Have they got tobacco? Is it tobacco in there? Yeah, well, there's different sorts, isn't there? Because I went to Istanbul, and there it's all the... They do lots of, like, apple tobacco ones and stuff. Because this they had... You could get Skittles-flavoured hubbly-bubbly pipes, and I was thinking, if there oh, wasn't cool. tobacco in there, I'd, yeah. I'd love to just... I'd like to have a vape on a on a Skittle. <laughs> you could probably say that. When I was at university, someone did have one of them in their room that they brought back from some trip somewhere. I'm sure you could just like make it up with. There's always, and I, and I bet I know. Thank you, Penny. I bet I know exactly what that guy was smoking in there, bloody students. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. A lot of pranksters already saying that the clocks go back an hour on Saturday. It's spring back. It's full forward. All right, guys? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Saturday, the rain, winter weather in the end of May. 
1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us... Oh, yep, yeah, Um, well, OK, I've been told I have to put these two on together. It's Susie and Donna. Go on, Donna. Uh, uh, that's a bit weird. What, now, well... Uh, OK, okay the whole, focus. The whole show's weird. Yeah, well, it is a weird one tonight. No one's phoning up, and that's fine. But what I'm... does that tell you? What? What does that tell you? Um, oh, I don't know. What, is, what does it tell you? <laughs> no, what it means is possibly uh, a little input from Susie and Donna, maybe. That, and, yeah, and, Susie and, and Donna can turn this ship around and <sighs> sail it back. Into I can the, turn this ship around. Ship around, not ship. Yeah, both. Yes. What, what, what can, right, who's going to go first? Because this is confusing. Who's going to go first? Right, I'll go first. I'm Donna. No, Susie, I'll go first. Hang on, did you just get your own name wrong? No, no, no. I'm Donna. That's Susie. I'm Susie. You're Susie. Which one's Susie? I'm Susie. Remember at Cambridge? Yes. You you were the two drunk women. Yes, I only remember. No, no, we weren't drunk. Oh, come come on. I was driving. Donna was wearing the military jacket. Yes, I remember. Laughing at all the mental people that turned up to see you. Yeah, okay. And you weren't drunk? No. Okay, okay. One pint. Well. And a line. (laughs) Donna, what would you like? Donna, you're live on the radio. I'd like to apologise first and foremost. For being drunk. (laughs) No. For saying I was Susie, I don't know why I did that. Why did I do that? What did you do? Well, I came on the show a, a few times, and I went out to see my daughter in Thailand, and we played it in Thailand to all the Thais. They love you. Hey, are we big in Thailand? Man, alive. Yes, you are. Oh, beautiful. Who I spoke to you about your Danny Baker interview? Yeah, that... you still not listened to. Uh, the, the, hang on, but the Thais like me. This is this is what I want to know. I, I, can we get a show over in Thailand? Listen, they were going, Ian Lee, Ian Lee. Ian, Ian Lee, Lee, Ian we Lee. Love we, we love him. you, Ian Lee. No, they didn't say love, they say lao. We lao. Oh, in that case, well, we're doing a show in Macclesfield next Monday. Maybe we can Close. do one in um, uh, in Thailand uh, on the Friday. Bloody hell. Could be the world tour. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, let's let's talk to Ka- uh, Catherine a little bit. Yeah, she's very interesting. Just, well, she's gone out for a bit. <laughs> oh, you haven't allowed. Can I interject? What is this, now, Susie? Yes. Can I? Not that I dislike you in any shape or form, Ian. I think you're very very funny chap. But but, but underrated. But capital B. Um, we just need a bit of a boil. You know what? Need a bit more boil on the show. A bit more what? Boil. A min- he heard you. 
boil? Yeah, bring it up to the old boil. Oh, for goodness sake. It's in the Catherine. Well, she'll, she's gone off um, uh, somewhere. Uh, you read the secret, anyway. Yeah, what? Did you read the secret? Oh, I was supposed to read the secret, wasn't I? No. Oh, I'm not alive. No, I didn't. Instead, I, uh, uh, books I've ordered in the last week include um, XS All Areas, the status quo story for a penny, and um, a book about... Oh, you were right up Francis Rossi's ass. Totally. Totally. Yeah, uh, he was, was brilliant. He's Mr. Cool, man. Oh, he's, he's an so absolute legend. He was oh, so only nice. you met him, only because you met him, listen... Two weeks ago, you were going, status quo? Well, no, 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 two weeks ago, yeah, we were talking about him. status quo, and that's why we went and we chased an interview with him, because we, I was talking about the quo. Yeah, oh, the problem being, problem being, you've got him after he cut his hair, so yep. it's not quite as good. Yeah, uh, well, yes. Not the real oh, really? Well, as a the, 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 the ponytail has gone. But I, if, listen, if I do interviews with people, and I think they're idiots, I'll say... I thought that person was an idiot. Really? Well, and you're right. Never. Oh, well, da- Daniel Beddingfield? Yeah, well, he's oh, a bit chubby, isn't he? <laughs> Chubby's got nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> his eating habit. Uh, yes. Uh, where is Daniel Beddingfield these days? He was in War of the World, wasn't he, in the West End? His sister, somewhere. His, si- well, his sister's good, Natasha Beddingfield. I liked her. Hip, hop, beat. Um, well, I, I, I feel that, um, this hasn't lifted. For sure. Oh, let's lift it. Let's lift it now. I, I don't, I, on, I, I think it's, it now. I think there's too much weight on, in, in the, the hold, metaphorical, of course, to, to, um, get this aircraft up, um, past taxiing speed. Do you? Oh, oh no, really? we don't feel you that. Want to, want to jettison one of us off, in, in all way of speaking. Um, t- no, it's not a competition. No. We miss Ian Lee in the morning. That was our morning. Hang on a minute. Oh, no, sorted, Hang on. Ian Lee, Has- oh my God. Shut, shut up. Us afterwards. You shut up. can't beat a shut bit up. of Ian Lee in the morning. Shut up. Hassan? Yeah, they're boring the pants off me. Oh! Right, well, Hassan, you, you've got the choice to... You can jettison one. You can jettison Susie, or you can jettison Donna. Which one's it going to be, Hassan? Oh, that is cool. Yeah, isn't it? Susie, Susie, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Bye, Susie. She's gone. Oh, jeez. She's gone, Donna. Okay. Now, now this is getting, um, now it's getting tense. No, it's not. Let's do a little bit of, do you remember Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett doing, um, the, um, Brass Ensemble? Uh, As in... Yeah. I don't remember Do you doing... remember I do well, I'm Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett doing the Brass Ensemble. The Aldershot Brass Ensemble. No, I don't remember that sketch. Can you get it up uh, on your computer? Oh, oh I thought, okay. All right, steady on. <laughs> um, brass... It goes, in the pity the pub in the city or just at half past ten. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Da, 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 again. Hey! Oh, I'll get chronic on vodka and ton any time I like. Yeah. Well, I don't need to play it. You've just sung it. Why don't you a little snippet? Well, it goes on for six minutes, 42 seconds, so I'm going to say no. Donna? Does it? Okay. Thanks for calling. Well, when you go home, uh, apart from not reading The Secret, yep. have a little look at that. I won't well. do. Thanks very much indeed. What was that about, Hassan? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Stay, I, I... stay there. I'm going to, I think we need. Uh, we all need to um, 
reacclimatised to uh, the environment. Uh, Hassan, you'll be next. 0844 499 This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 1000. A lot of um, trolls on Twitter this evening. The clocks go forward at the weekend. Don't believe anybody. People are sending me links to doctored sites and all of this stuff. Oh, it's funny to say the clocks go back. and But we actually get a lot of pensioners listening to this show and they are uh, dependent on... It's kind of a public service that I'm doing here. So spring back, fall forward. It's as simple as that. The clocks go forward an hour. We lose an hour's sleep. Just when 2016 couldn't get any worse... It's about to um, make us more tired on a Sunday morning. Thanks, year. Thanks for nothing. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hassan's on the line. Good evening, Hassan. Good evening. Extra light for me to walk in the daytime. Quality. Can't wait for the hour to go forward. What? So that you can? You prefer it dark because you're blind. No, actually, I was being sarcastic. I was saying there's more light because it's going forward. Yeah, I always get confused. Forward. It does so. It would mean that s- no, there'll be less light if it goes forward, <laughs> won't that get? It always blows my mind. It's like when we go abroad <laughs> and go into a different time zone. And my head, my tiny brain, can't handle it. No, there'll be more light because it'll stay lighter for longer. But hang on, that will mean that five o'clock is now six o'clock. So that will be darker. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes. If you look at the Hang no, on. if you if, yes, yes. If, well, you know the clocks go back this weekend, technically speaking. Well, no, they go forward. They go no, no, no. You, no. You, this is where your confusion lies, Hassan. The clocks go forward. <laughs> no, no, they go back. They mate, go back. mate. At one, at one o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, sorry. At two a.m. on a Saturday, it'll be one a.m. No, mate. Listen, right. I, I know you're blind and all that <laughs> stuff, right? But I'm not letting you off with a free pass anymore. You've had your free pass. You've used. You've used up your your blue badge. It's been confiscated, Hassan. And now you're just like everybody else. You're just a sucker phoning in. Okay, mate. To be, to be honest with you, I sound like an obsessed child. But I had to call him because no one else is calling in. Where are the weirdos? Uh, by the way, you know that Indian guy who used to call in? What's happened to him? I've not followed that Verinda. Verinda, that's it. She called in, um... She? Yeah, 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 it's a woman. No, it's not. It's a he, isn't it? No. Ian? Verinda? Yeah, Vinny. It's a, it's a, it's a girl. Oh, it, my word. It's a girl. It was tweeting Five me today of- about, um... Uh, but have I ever been in the cinema on my own? And I have been twice. Once was to see the Brady Bunch movie. I love that film. And once was once was last year, and it's quite recent. And I can't remember what it was. I remember exactly where I sat in the cinema, and I can't remember what the film was. But I enjoyed um, it anyway. I've been oh, the earthquake! Th- what earthquake yeah. thing? Did I watch a film about an earthquake? I don't know. What a waste of money that was. Anyway, I, I, I've been to watch Love Actually on my own. Yeah, I like it's good, but but it was the was the cinema empty? 
No, it was full. It was no, the first <laughs> well, that's not the well. It's the, she was asking if I'd ever been to the cinema um, uh, when it had been empty. Okay. Uh, but she called in the other night uh, being the fake, fake shake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise it was a she. Anyway. Doesn't, oh, it, well, hey, that might, that... listen, it doesn't matter. It's 20, um, what are we, 2013, something like that now. Uh, it, just thinking about three or four years' time, gender won't even be a thing. No. Exactly. LBC will be talking about Muslims, guys bloody who are Muslims. meant to be girls, or bloody, the other way around. Bloody transgender Muslims. Blimey. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Well, Ian. Yes. Catfishing. Yeah. I've been catfished this week. Now, this is when is this when like someone pretends to be a hot girl and actually they're a man? Well, because that's how I've been doing. Well, <laughs> yes, but it could be it could be a hot girl pretending to be well, it could be what an ugly girl pretending to be a hot girl. Okay, still a girl though. Well, yeah, but it's that's a, that's, well, better, that's I, one better than it being a guy. I know, I know, I know. Well, the thing is, I I, um, I don't really do the online dating stuff, but I was messing around online. Uh, well, believe me, you can as a blind person. Hey, well, so, porn, was, you, you must be aware of the website Porn for the Blind. Oh, mate, that's pathetic. That's Sorry? absolutely pathetic. It's someone describing porn for you. What fun is that? You don't actually hear anything. It's, it's like you watching a porno yeah. and then describing it for me, going... Wow, I would do yeah. that for you. I would do that for you. No, no, I would do that. As, I would do myself. that for a bro. No. <laughs> Porn for the blind is a real site. Pornfortheblind.org. dot org. Um, no, don't advertise that. I'm going to sc- scroll down. Um, <laughs> let's find one. Oh, we go bang bus. All right. And what this is is um, Lord um, Horn from the Blind presents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's maybe not watch that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's watch um, Hot for the Teacher. That sounds a nice one. And what this is, is a website. Honestly, it's, it's a genuine website, pornfortheblind.org. And people um, who have got a lot of time on their hands will um, visually, they'll orally oh, describe. Oh, you describe. This one's called Hot for the Teacher. Here we go. Porn for the Blind presents oh. Milf Soup. Oh, that's, we don't want Milf Soup. This is a two-minute preview <laughs> clip located at... HTTP. So what's nice is she's got a nice voice. Normally it's it's like that previous gentleman, you know. So she's got a nice voice. <laughs> milf soup. Slash T one slash PPS equals no advert slash free I've already turned off. Movies yeah, what well, don't we? Should we wait till she gets to it? Hang on. Here we go. Three three five one dot HTM. Here we go. Okay, let's stop. Start the clip. Okay. Bingos.com presents. A clip. We're in a classroom setting. It seems to be all male students oh. and one female teacher. Wow. Uh, I'm already turned on She's now. She's walking oh, down the hall. Yep. She's wearing a garter oh belt and thigh highs. Yep. A so mini hot. skirt. Yep. And a large amount of cleavage is showing. Here we go. Sexy. Oh, wow. She oh, enters yeah. the room and drops her belongings on the desk and proceeds to the chalkboard. Yep. Okay. I want you. Shh. Stop ruining it, Hassan. She addresses the class. She addresses the class. Oh, yeah. A young man drops a paper. Oh. She hands out papers. Oh. She sits at her desk. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. She seems to be becoming very horny. <laughs> right, right, right. 
She's coming she horny. She's stimulating her vagina with her fingers. There we go, you see. And and, 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 and that is... Um, uh, She's now patrolling the classroom. She continues to stimulate her. There we go. So you, you get the idea. That Now, Hassan, that's not meant for me. That didn't turn me on because I can see. But you're blind. Yeah. So that, you must be like, you know, really, really turned on by now. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. You'd rather watch the real thing, but I won't go into it. But effectively, that exists, and, and people think they're doing the, the good. You're so ungrateful. You, you lot. You lot. And by you yeah, lot, you I mean lot. I mean blind people. Yeah. You're so ungrateful, <laughs> man. Come on. She, that woman has taken uh, two minutes out of her day to yeah. uh, uh, um, watch Hot for the Teacher and describe okay. it for you. Um, unbelievable right, well, ingratitude. How about, how, about, how about you and Catherine... Describe one and create a podcast. See if that does it for me. Fine. Um, is there is there money involved? Because if there is, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, there isn't. Okay. Well, Hassan, thanks for calling. I'm going to cut you off now. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Mark. Hello, mate. Hello, Mark. What you got for us? Well, I, I just uh, what it is. I watched a film today. Oh yeah. Simon Pegg. Is he um, a mate of yours? Pardon? Is he a mate of yours? Yeah, he pops around all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Mr. Scott in Star Trek. He is, well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he popped, he popped round and we put a film on of his called... Um, what, um, what it was, was he, he was the, in charge of everything in the world. Oh, yeah. And uh, whatever he said... He could make it happen. Well, in many ways, that's Simon Pegg's life, isn't it? Yeah, but it was absolutely appalling. You made oh. a dog talk. Oh, that film... Isn't that film directed by Terry Jones? Yes. Yeah. And there is a part in the film where Terry Jones is in a car and Simon Pegg swears at him. Oh. And, um... Yeah, but you'd have to... Uh, have the context to... Uh, you have to have watched it. Yes. To get what I'm talking about. Well, I, 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 you're right, but you're painting such a, a poor picture of this film yeah. that I'm probably not going to watch it. I do apologise. It's just I'm off work for a couple of days and I sat watching oh. it in my pants. And it, it was like, what, what the hell am I watching? Isn't it disappointing when you've only got, you've got a few days yeah. and you think, right, I'm going to cram some films and some games in. Yeah, and, 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 gonna, and one, I, I, I don't do Xbox, I'm 48. Oh, well, I, I do do Xbox, and I'm 43. Well, you might have a good... Need to have a, a, a good, long look at yourself in the mirror, but, you Hang know... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Who, who's wasted an hour and a half watching a crappy Simon Pegg film that I wouldn't have touched with the barge pole? Yes, I did. Huh? Who I needs did. to look in the mirror, Mark? But we're also, me and the wife... Yeah. She's not my wife now, yet. We're doing Breaking Bad, and it's really good. What? What, are you divorced? No. We're watching Breaking Bad. But uh, you but you just said she's not your wife. No, we I'm between marriages as as is she well she's still married and she needs to get divorced. So this is hang on a minute. Is this your first or your second wife? She will be my second wife. <laughs> but she's married. At the moment, yes. Does her husband know that she doesn't want to be married anymore? Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 of course he 
does. Yes. He's not happy about it. Uh, but, he's know. not happy about it. I bet he's not. No, no. Would you like to say hello? She doesn't want to speak to you because she knows she's going to be on the radio. It's it, well, good. If she comes on the phone, Mark, if she comes on the... Wh- whereabouts are you in Breaking Bad? Uh, we've just done the fly. Ooh. Well, hang on, what's that? What series is that? Uh, I don't know which season are we on. Oh, God. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah we know Breaking Bad. God, flipping heck. He's, he's... Uh, we're on season five. We're on season five. You... Actually, no, we've, we've, we've uh, done the fly. We, we've just done Problem Dog. I don't know what that means. Do you... Uh, have you not watched it? No, I've watched it, but I don't know what the episodes are called. Ah. Oh, gosh. Well, Mark will have to explain. I'll pass you back. Okay. Sorry, Ian. Mark, do you want me to tell you how it ends? She's just had a pizza and she's all chill. You know how women are like when they've had a pizza. Yeah, I'm beginning chill. to see why. I, I think uh, uh, the previous current husband is, 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 is probably getting a good deal. I can tell you how it ends if you want. No. No, Sorry? don't do that. I don't mind telling I've, I've, you. I, I have heard it's extremely disappointing. No, it's not. It's, I would say it's 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 as good as it could be. Because, you know, normally the endings of these long-running series yeah. are pony. But this one, you kind of came away thinking, ah, yeah, OK, yeah, that's not bad. I, I, I can buy that one. It's really nice to talk to you, Ian. I used to speak... I used to ring you on your old radio show. I vaguely recognise your voice. Yeah, I only had one nut. Oh, one nut... We've met! Hello, mate. We played football together. No, we didn't. I thought... Well, how many callers only had one... You were one nut, Mark? Yes. We met, didn't we? No. <laughs> I'd have remembered that. You would have remembered that. I well, would, yes. Well... <laughs> But I really loved your show, and I'm um, fawning. Oh, that fawning's an awful thing. But I loved your show, loved digging up, and here I am, I'm ringing you on your show. And you, I live in Staffordshire, and you're all the way in London, so... And I'm, I'm really glad, guy. I'm really glad that LSD is starting to kick in, Mark. That's brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't do that. It's no. uh, meth. OK, well, there you go, fine. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, uh, has the other nut grown back yet? Um... No, I've got it in a petri dish. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. No, it will do. It will do one yeah. day, Mark. Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, hang on a minute, because uh, I'm sure I met one nut. No, Th- you must meet me, There no. must have been two callers that had one nut. Well, then, between us, we had a you, nut each. Yeah, you've you got, enough nuts, you got enough nuts to go round. <laughs> That'll do. Well, listen, enjoy uh, enjoy Breaking Bad, and uh, uh, I hope everything good. goes smoothly for you. And, uh, Thank thanks you. for calling. Nice to speak to you again. And you, mate. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye-bye. Um, I, I did vaguely recognise his voice, yes. Really is um, a, 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 an odd show. I hope Murdoch isn't listening tonight. 0844 This is Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Fair play. Plunge Addict on Twitter sums up the show very, very well. You don't know, I'll speak to some losers on your show. Yeah, fair play, Clunge Addict. You are... You, <laughs> I can't argue with that. You should see some of the people that tweet me as well. Unbelievable. Um, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. And um, it's shows like this. I'm enjoying tonight's show. It's a weird one. I don't know what it's like to listen to. I I would love to be able to to be in your shoes. Um, 
and listen to a show like this going out because in my I'm sniffing sorry because I've got a cold not because I've done not because I've been hanging out with Francis Rossi or anything but um because I've got I'm on the edge of a cold um I'm hoping it won't take um because uh, in my head this show sounds rubbish right and there's not me being immodest or it, it sounds rubbish right um but I'm kind of in a perverse way I'm kind of enjoying doing it it's shows like this that i get paid for right shows like yesterday and 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 friday with the um interdimensional super soldiers soldiers and um taste like food doesn't taste like food those i do for free those those shows i come in and i i I do i'd pay um talk radio to allow me to come in and do those it's shows like tonight where there aren't many phone calls and some of the phone calls haven't been very helpful. <laughs> There's been a couple of phone calls that haven't really given me um, much to go with. And that's fine. You know, when we're doing a show that is um, not particularly structured, that isn't topic led that isn't news agenda led which it isn't for the moment that might change in the future um you're you know you're going to get calls that sometimes i I, i'm going to get calls that sometimes i struggle with um so um and i'm not saying this you all tweet and go oh no the show's sounding brilliant man because i I, you know i I don't believe you but uh, um Maybe you're noticing very little difference. I don't know. 0844 499 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we call you back. Kyle's on the line. Evening, Kyle. Evening, boss. You all right? What kind of cake? Uh, it would have to be cappuccino. Here we go. I don't like... I don't like coffees in food i don't like coffee flavored sweeties or coffee flavored ice cream or coffee flavored cake so you can have all of that cake and enjoy it i made a coffee cake for somebody the other week with uh coffee icing and buttercream and do you, what do you how do you what do you get like nescafe and stuff and whisk it up with butter uh well, that's not bad well yeah well yeah that's the, that's the cheap way of doing it you make it very strong and then grip a little bit in Ooh. to get the flavor Ooh. Talking of dripping it in. <laughs> yes. You see. Um, so it's a bit bizarre, this. So I may occasionally do like a little Hang internet on, radio. Kyle, one call. second. Can I, sorry, I, I need to drop. Catherine, can I get a refill of this cold water, please? Because I had a, a migraine earlier on, Kyle. I'm really mm. dehydrated. I need to keep drinking, otherwise I'll get another one. Sorry to interrupt. Continuez-vous, s'il vous plaît. No, I was going to say drink lots of really cold water, apparently. Yes, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. Um, no, so I do my own little internet thing. Yeah. Oh, obviously, it doesn't go head-to-head with you, because okay. I'm not that brave. But one of the callers to your show rang my show oh. on Friday. Uh-oh, sorry about that. And, and, and what, um, did, what did Alan Caddick have to say for himself? No, bizarrely, Caddick's not been on for ages, <laughs> but it was. But it was. I'm not going to name him. But he was basically asking whether I found other men attractive. Yeah. Uh, and also, he was recommending a website where like-minded people could yeah. meet up. I'm, I'm lifting my glasses like Eric Markham now. I don't yeah. know why. And uh, it was called SeekingArrangement.com. And what happens on SeekingArrangement.com? It's for men well, who fancy not... men. 
Gay, well, gay men. There's a word. There's a word for men who fancy men. Gay men. I've, I've, uh, yes. No. Well, I'm. You know, I'm not quite sure because he rang and he was talking about sugar mamas and sugar daddies and. What's it called? At your, at your convenience. Say again. Sorry. What's it called? At your convenience. dot org. No, it, it's called oh seekingarrangement.com. Spell arrangement then dot com and let's see what um what what kind of arrangement I'm confused what kind of arrangement would one be seeking? Well, I I don't know and I wasn't quite sure from the phone call that he made that he placed. What? Okay. Relationships on your terms, where beautiful, successful people fuel mutually beneficial relationships. Here we go. Brandon Wade is the CEO. This is what we have to say. Unlike other dating websites, it's my commitment to operate our business ethically. This means caring about your privacy. Oh, boring. All right, let me click on how it works. Okay. And a regular caller to my show called up to your show about this. Yeah, I don't want to name him. He'll, he'll be listening now. I'm recording it. So that might be a clue. It's sex. It's sex, isn't it? Meet one. Join. Meet millions of members. Two. Define. Add a photo. Define your term. So basically you say, I just want... Sex, and this is the kind of sex I like. Three, arranged. Boom. Uh, what's a sugar daddy? What's a sugar baby? Um, okay, well, sh- sh- what's an arrangement? Hang on a minute. Uh, oh, it's sugar daddies, isn't it? Yeah, sugar daddies are a thing, aren't they? Well, yeah, but you get sugar mamas as well, oh. apparently. Oh, I wonder if I'm young enough to um, still get a sugar... Can I get a sugar granny? Well, I, I presume so. But I, I thought this deserved, obviously, because you have you know, millions of listeners, and I get, what, about 100? And I was like, no, I've got to... I've, I've, I've wrestled with myself. It's like, wow. do I tell Ian? Do I tell Ian to get this to a wider audience? Was it Nigel? No, it wasn't, actually. <laughs> I'm just naming all the ones I think are a bit pervy. <laughs> if, 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 you, if, you, if you dip the mic, I can tell you. Um, go, go, and, right, you. go and tell Catherine. Catherine, pick up the phone, speak to Kyle, type the name on my screen. And uh, the uh, Kyle's coming back to the arena. The name is being typed on my screen. I've got literally no idea. It's... Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, good for them. Good for them. The thing is that you. The thing is, right? I remember six, seven, eight years ago. Right? There will be phone-ins about internet dating. What's it like? Mm-hmm. Do you know someone who met a partner on internet dating? Maybe you even met your own husband or wife on internet dating. And now it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, now you've got Tindering, you've got Grindering, you've got um, specialarrangement.com dot com or um, um, I, I want to find a milf.com. Now, and you, all of these kind, you know, you can get all these specific, you can get Muslim dating sites and Christian dating sites and, uh, and Jewish dating sites and, uh, uh, people in uniform dating sites and all of these kind of things. And, um, I, 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 each, everyone, each, we're all God's children. I would have loved it. I would have loved it, right, when I was a student, Kyle, right, mm-hmm. to have had a sugar mummy. I would have loved it. But she would have paid for everything. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. She yeah. would have, right, yeah. so a hot, 
older woman buying me clothes and taking me to bed when she wanted. I can't think of anything better, Kyle. Can you get bored? You get bored of that, Ian. <laughs> you would. What having stuff bought for me by a hot older woman? Imagine, imagine yourself. You'd be like a kid in a chocolate factory. You wouldn't like it. Well, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway. So I just thought I would put that. <laughs> I, I would put that out for you. I made a childish joke. I made a childish joke, Kyle, and I feel um, I feel proud of myself. Hey, Kyle, uh, you've yeah. had medical issues. You know when you get like mm. a tight, like a tightness sort of down the the left side of your trunk, right from just under your armpit to just below your left breast on the left hand side, like a tightness, and yeah. it hurts a bit. And you, you've had that for a few months. Is that good or bad? Do you want the honest answer? Yeah, of course I do. Well, I thought that was the sign that you were having a heart attack. But for months? I don't know. I know that you get that feeling down one side of you. And then because everyone thinks your heart is... Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure somebody at work had that. Oh, well, I used to work. Um, had that. And they instantly called an ambulance for him because he was having a heart attack. But it could be dehydration. It, uh, yeah, maybe. It's probably dehydration, Kyle. Stop, stop, stop going around SH1T stirring and saying that top celebrities have had heart attacks, right? You're probably the guy that started the Paul Weller died in a mini crash in, in, do you remember that? 1993, Paul Weller died in a, in a car crash in a mini. I know, but I know that uh, Paul McCartney died. Well, no, this was, a, this was one of the first, this was a big rumour that went round in the 90s that Paul Weller had been killed in a car crash. It was a bit later than 93. Everyone had mobile phones. That's how it was spread. People were texting each other about it. So I'm going to say 97, 98, something like that. I do remember being, and very rare for me, actually, because I hate nightclubs, but being in a club one night when uh, my mate, because obviously mobiles were different then, were they? But he got a text, and he was like, uh, apparently there's been a, a bomb scare in the Big Brother house and had been evacuated. Oh, I remember che- that. Yeah, and they checked his phone, and he went, oh, and Barry White's dead. <laughs> so, I'm uh, Was he saying that Barry White planted a bomb in the Big Brother house? I'm, I was a bit confused. I think both things happened simultaneously. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Carl. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight. Four 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 nine nine is the telephone number. Um, if you want to give us a call, Ty. Evening, Ian. Evening, Ty. What kind of cake? Buy cake. There we go. Buy cake. Lovely buy cake. Best of both worlds. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to call out because uh, I quite liked my little sort of time travelling conversation with you last night. Oh yeah about being behind, sort of, well, generally behind in the world, but specifically yes. behind your show. Yes. Um, so, latest instalment is, um, I wanted to know whether or not you've got an apprentice um, correspondent yet. Flipping it, we've had such trouble with those idiots. Well, I was listening to it, obviously a couple of weeks ago, and um, I know we're deep into it now, so I wondered if you've got one, if you had one, if he's been sacked, 
whether you need one. Right. Did you hear the two people calling in saying they wanted to do it? I haven't heard that call, but I heard one of the guys that was looking to come on do it. Right, we had Rory the Irish fella. Yeah, I heard him, and then I heard the other guy who got down to the 100. Simon, yeah. Right. But I haven't heard their, I haven't heard their sort of correspondence. Well, neither have I. Oh. Yeah, neither have I. What happened? So Rory and Simon were both up for it, and I said, right, well, next week we'll get you both on, and we'll see which one yeah. we're going to go with. Yeah. Simon then um, issued... A press release <laughs> saying that he'd been chosen to be the correspondent. <laughs> and then come Thursday's show, the first one where, you know, Rory didn't phone up. Rory vanished oh. and disappeared. Right. Um, and Simon called up late and was boring. Oh. Does that mean you don't have one or have you found one since then? I don't have one. Here's my prediction. We spend the entire series of The Apprentice looking for an apprentice correspondent. (laughs) Well, because I I was thinking about, if I put myself forward, how I would do it. Well, you're going to be behind. Well, I can do it, though, from this week. And then I'll call in. But but this week hasn't happened yet. No. it's It's in a couple of days, isn't it? Yeah. So... If you haven't got anyone, I'll give you a shot. I'll give it a shot. If I tell you what my... Maybe if I put forward a premise and then see if you fancy it and I'll try it on Thursday. OK. Well, well I've, got, I've got nothing to lose. Well, then I'm going to... Do you want me to give it a go? But make sure you do. Don't be like that loser Rory. Oh, no. yeah. Top of the morning, Jane. I'd be happy to be your, your apprentice correspondent. <laughs> I'll give you a call on Thursday evening after the show, and I will come on and talk about the apprentice. Was he from India? What? Was he from India? He's Irish. Oh. And, um, all right, Rory, that'd be great. On uh, top of the morning, you know, really, to be honest, I'd be really grateful for letting me come on and talk about <laughs> Dolan Sugar. And he never, never phoned up. So, Ty, if you do that, mm. I will, um, I will kick you so hard up the anus, you will never be able to sit down again. <laughs> what, uh, what sort of time do you want it? Do you want the... Boom. Report? Straight as the show starts... As the my show starts, that show ends. Mm. You slide in. Oh right, straight away. Yeah, not a lot of time to prepare. Then it's like an instant report. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what I was thinking. And when I was thinking about correspondence, Here do you remember? Go. I remember a guy. I'm sure it was from your absolute days. Yeah. Who who and I really loved it. He sort of turned into your kind of film correspondent. Yeah. Was it Yasser? Or uh, no? It was, no, it was, it was um. Jamie or something. I can't it? remember his name, but he was a bit of a geezer, and he sort of called up, and he was a bit yeah. like that, and he was talking about the birds and the. Yeah, number. I do. I do remember. He was. He was very. He was very funny, actually. No, yeah. I thought he was brilliant, and I loved his sort of style. Oh. So my my question to you is, like, how do you want to report? Do you want it sort of character led, or do you want it sort of more straight? You know, kind of story led. I want it. I want it. I want you to phone up. What is wrong with these people? I want you Who, to... Me? Yes. I what? want you to phone up yeah. at 10 o'clock yeah. on Thursday yeah. and give me a bloody apprentice report. All right, then. 60 seconds or 90 seconds? I'll just... I'll pack it in. I wish you would. All right. I'll speak to you on Thursday. All right, man. Look forward to it. Yeah! This is going to be the bane of my life. Trying to get a flipping...
apprentice correspondent to um, to come on and talk about The Apprentice. Why is that so difficult to do? We had Rory and Simon, and they were both... Well, let's be honest. They were both absolutely rubbish, weren't they? Well, Rory never even turned up. A, um... Where's my copy of the mirror? There it is. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. I've got, um, as you know, I've got a lot of time for um, Justin Bieber. I've got a lot of time. It's, um, he's only a kid. I know he's like multi-millionaire. I know he likes a bit of the reefer. And he, you know, hey, come on. What 22-year-old hasn't, you know, ridden a skateboard whilst, you know, having a bit of... Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's a kid. Let's, let's, uh, um... Catherine's typed on my screen, he's a bit of a tit, mate. He's a kid. Kids are allowed to be tits, right? Which is why when I hear this story from Ashley Rainbird in The Mirror, I I take it with a pinch of salt. Because quite often, I've, I've done what, what I'm about to report here. And there's more to it than meets the eye. There's, we, can, we can all twist a story and make it sound a lot worse than it actually is. Right? Justin Bieber threw a spectacular strop and stormed off stage because adoring fans screamed too loudly. Now, I, he's a teen idol, right? He is used... To adoring fans screaming loudly. I wonder if there's a video of it. Hang on a second. Let's go to YouTube.com. Justin Bieber storms off stage. Here we go. Oh, there's quite a few. Here we go. This is it. This is it. This is it. Here we go. This is it. Well, well, that was only short. All right, there's a longer one here. Let's see what this is. He's on stage, not screaming, as you can hear. I don't think it's necessary. I want to be able to say something, and when you guys are screaming, it's not good. He's trying to get him to calm down. I mean, don't worry, Justin, because they won't be screaming in about a year's time, so... He's dropped the mic. He's walked off. That is... That is absolutely incredible, isn't it? And do you know what? It's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Every teeny bop star... Let's 
jumped, this goes on for quite a long time. Let's jump forward. Oh, he's come back. Here he goes. Come back. He comes back. There we go. He's coming back. So he's been off stage for two minutes. Oh, this is brilliant. This is actually brilliant. All right, there's a cut there, so he's obviously off stage for quite a long time. He comes back on. He's a legend. All these, all these, I just. I'm I'm just gonna quit talking, alright? I'm just not gonna talk for the rest of the night. We're just gonna do the music and do the pushing because obviously Manchester just can't handle it. So let's do the music. Manchester just can't handle his talking. Fair point. He's gonna, he's gonna quit the talking. He's just going to... The reason he doesn't want the screaming is when he looks in the girl's eyes, they know that there's a connection. Andrea, I'll come to you after the news. Um, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Balls of steel. I mean, what? There's Manchester Arena, what, 15,000 people there? 15,000 kids? And he tells them to stop screaming. It's brilliant. Uh, the bubble's going to burst, Justin. I love it. It's my favourite period in um, pop star uh, lives is when the bubble bursts. And it's going to burst. Uh, because every teeny bop star, every teeny bop star and group, they get to a point when they're tired of that and they try and become serious. The Monkees did it when they made the film Head, which was them literally, literally they commit suicide in the film. Ha-ha! And they metaphorically, and they killed they, they killed their career. Um, David Cassidy did it when he was bored of the Partridge family and, um, you know, singing pop songs. He wanted to do rock songs. He was into Jimi Hendrix. So he posed naked for Rolling Stone magazine and told how he liked to smoke dope. You know, um... They all do it. Jason Donovan did it. Jason Donovan tried to, you know, it started writing his own songs and tried to do a more mature sound. And as soon as that happens, as soon as the monkeys started playing on their own records, as soon as the fans, dis- the fans don't want that, the f- and the fans disappear, and it's brilliant to watch. It's brilliant. You don't want them screaming now, Justin. Trust me. In a year, they won't be, mate. They won't be. Or. I tell you, the one exception, the one exception that managed to work work through it, uh, Britney Spears, when she had her breakdown, she and it's slightly different because she's a woman, perhaps I don't know, um, but she had her breakdown. Remember, there's that footage of her and her her husband, Kevin Federline. How do I remember his name? On LSD, talking about time travel and spaceships, and she shaved her head and. Um, she became kind of more. I'm going to use it. She became more, more, more slutty. Do you know what I mean? She, she, um, and everyone thought her career was over, and she came out the other side. She came out the other side. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe Beaver will. But I love it. It's my favourite period in a pop star 
or a pop band's um, career when they're tired of the screaming. And we just want to be... We just want to be taken seriously as musicians. Um, Busted, McFly, they both had it. Um, and it it doesn't work. It never works because the girls want the teen idol. They want the pin-up. Oh, that's a cracking clip. Absolutely cracking. Well done. Fair play. It says in the story here. Um, Sulking Bieber returned after Sunday's walkout but barked. I'm not going to talk the rest of the night. Obviously, Manchester just can't have it. He didn't bark it. He didn't bark it. He didn't want to go back on, and his manager forced him to go back on, uh, or, or said you're going to be you're going to face like five million dollar fine. That's exactly what happened. Uh, the screaming in the brakes has got to stop. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I'm not being an asshole. It's simply me just wanting to have a moment. Uh, oh well, well played, sir. You have to respect that. You have to respect that. Um, we've got another hour of the show. We're going to speak to Andrea uh, when we come back, um, and you can give us a call. Catherine will come in and join me as well, and uh, you can phone us up. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. You can watch on Periscope as well, guys. If you um, get the Periscope app on your phones or you go to your computer and uh, you type in periscope.tv slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, you can watch the fun happening in the Blooming Studio. Who'd have thunk it? Huh? This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Oh, man, alive. I don't you know, I'm really hungry. There's a surprise. Big fat git that I am. 0844 499 Another hour to go. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm all thumbs, yeah. no action, attention, deficit, distraction. Yeah. My brain operates on a fraction.
etc. Andrea! Hello. Sorry to keep you waiting for so long, but I wanted to give you a fair crack of the whip. Oh, thanks, Ian. You're very welcome. Um, Imani Coppola, thank you for bringing her, her to us. Isn't she brilliant? She, I mean, she has, has she got a label over here yet? No, she hasn't. And, um, I oh, don't know. Oh, that Angels? Ah. Well, I all her, love that one you can get, uh, all the old stuff is out, is out there on CD and download and, and all that stuff. Um, and she's just put her new album up on SoundCloud so people can go okay. and listen to, to, to it on there. I, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not. not too geeky. No, I'm not. Well, so, I'm geeky, but, but you I'm, know, I, I just sort of do the, mm, not geeky stuff. No. Um, but I love her. She's brilliant, and she emails me from time to time, oh, and it's I love such that. a um, thrill. Were you, were you going to get an interview with her? We played the interview with her. I missed that. Oh, okay. Andrea! Oh, no, don't worry, hang on. Okay, well, I'll I'll go back to that, because I love her, and she's just... I've written it down, I'll put a big circle around her name. But anyway, Ooh. what I wanted to say was, um, I'd like to... Um, oh, I really wanted to ring in last week with yeah. the Apprentice thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I was really disappointed when the two guys... Oh, God, yeah. ...didn't deliver. Didn't rise to the challenge, did they? No, and you know what? The week before... Yeah. Because I I tune in every night at 10 o'clock. It's something that's been really, really good for me. Every evening I... Settle down, just <laughs> tune in. No, it's settle really, down, really settle strange. down. It's such a nice sort of like, just down and, yes. you know, come on. And I thought, right, oh, I watched I watch The Apprentice, yeah. but I watch it on Saturday or Sunday because oh. I tape it. Okay. Um, And then when you when you were talking about it, I thought, I'd like to do that. Yeah. I'd actually really, really like to it's do that. It's a great that. opportunity. Yeah. And, but I thought, oh, there's going to be so many people that are going to call in yeah. and say they want to do it. And then when Thursday night comes, I think, oh, probably I won't be able to do it. And then last week, I decided... I'd watch it because my friend, I, I was speaking to a friend and I was talking about oh, The Apprentice and I said, do you know, I've got to watch it now yeah. before Ian's show because he'll do a spoiler. Oh, oh yeah. 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 And that's what I thought. And I thought, you know, okay, so last Thursday night I watched it and then I was waiting, waiting. And? And... Not a dicky bird. Well, Simon called in, but Simon yeah, called in about quarter past. Oh, man. And it was rubbish what he did, but but at least he that called in Rory, so didn't even bother dialing in. We've not heard Rory's from Rory. Rory's gone a roar, whatever, but... He's gone a roar! Uh, Rory's gone a roar! He's not called <laughs> in to apologise! Simon! I mean, I'm sorry, but... I'm not going to be rude. Be rude, Andrea. Be rude about them. They're both losers. No, no I'm not going to be Do rude, mate. No, Do it, Andrea. You want to. No, 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 Ian, I can't. 
I can't be rude about do. him. Yes, you can. But <laughs> he was very self-indulgent yeah. and self-entitled. And it was like, he like thought, right, okay, at 10 o'clock, you were sitting there, I was watching it on Periscope, <laughs> you were sitting there, swirling on your chair, yeah. and it was like, okay, callers, and like, 15 minutes later oh, or 20 minutes later. The ego. The arrogance. Simon, yeah. Simon rings in and he's like, he's done the synopsis. Yeah. He's done the start, the finish, and the end. <laughs> I can tell you all about them. Every single little bit. And you know what? I was like thinking, shit, if I've got enough energy or yeah. whatever... In the week, I would like to ring up Ian. Have and you say, got Andrea? I'll do his bloody job. Have you I'll got? Have do it. Andrea? Have you got enough energy? I can't. I, do you know what? I'd like to try it. You sound very Thursday. tired now. I, no, no, no. I'm tired because it's been a long day. Yeah. No, we well, don't want to hear. Well, no, what, what, have you, what, have you, what have you done today? Because you do sound tired. Okay, no. Okay, right. No. Yes. Yes, okay. I'm going to say, okay, no, because it's like a default. Right. Um, a friend of mine died today. Oh, today? Horrible. Oh, Andrea, I'm sorry. at the same time, a friend died, my other really, really good friend is giving birth. Gosh, I mean, and it's bloody... That must be mixed emotions. Ridiculous. It's a, here, I'm not going to bring in do any tunes to the circle of life, but bloody hell. Yeah. You, you, you're Mate, close I mean, to singing a bit. Yeah, is, it, is it The Lion King? Are you close to singing a bit of The, a bit of the Lion King? Oh, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> is that the one? Yeah, I've watched oh, it. Oh, mate. I'm never going to sing it. Andrea, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss. That's terrible. No, 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 no worries. That, it, I knew it was happening today. I, I, I knew it was happening. It, it Oh, man. But I would love to come on at 10 o'clock on Thursday night and just chat about The Apprentice with you. Do it. Because I'd really But like, do it. I, I would really like to because... Don't pull I a Rory. I'm not going to do any... I'm just going to watch it because the thing is, what changed me was the fact that I always watch it two days later. Yeah. But the fact that I thought... Oh, He's going to spoil yeah, that every yeah. single week. Do it. Do it, he's Andrea. going to really irritate me. And you don't irritate me, but oh. you would do. And I, I, can, thought, well, I can irritate you if you oh, want yeah, me to. You'll irritate anyone. Yeah. But yeah. I love <laughs> you. No, no, no. So it's been it's a really, bit, of a, bit of a... No, the thing is, as well, also, for me, yeah. um, with the um, apprentice thing, I don't... Um, MH stuff, which you mm. know about, which I'd like to actually say that again. Kick outside, sorry. Say that again. The MH stuff. What MH stuff? Mental health. Mental oh yeah, yeah. Oh right. okay, yeah, yeah. I'd like yeah to kick outside my box 
and call you on Andrea, Thursday. do it! Do I it! Feel the spirit! Feel would the you, spirit! Would you like me to do it? Yes! No, because I would love to. I want you to! I have got horrible mental health at the moment. Well, then, you, you, you phoning her on Thursday to talk to me about The Apprentice, that can only... I'm not going to say it's going to oh, lift you out of your issues, it will but it might, it might just give you a little boot up the bottom. And you know what the boot up the bottom's like. Yeah, sometimes it's sore, but no. No, I know! Cheeky. Ooh, Cheeky. we know that. Cheeky. We know, we know what the boot up the bottom's like, yes. but... Yes. I was... I'm sort of challenging myself, and I think I can do it on your show. Do it. Thank you. Speak to you on Thursday. Thank you. Take care, Andrea. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, well, someone we can bank on, as opposed to um, Rory. I mean, that guy. I'm Rory from Ireland, and I'm going to call you every Thursday about the apprentice. Never phoned Never again. did. Simon. You know what he's done? He's ghosted us. Yeah. What does that mean? It's when you're going out with someone, and all of a sudden they just stop phoning you, and you never I've see ne- them again. I've never had that. They block it. Well, well, I've never had that. I've done that. Girls so. always wanted to keep going out with me. I did that to someone once. They loved it. Um, She was nice. What a day she's had. Huh? Mm. What a day, you know. Take it, take everything at face value, and um, um, blimey, O'Reilly. Huh? Nothing. You were going to say something? No. Was it? Were you going to be catty? No. What? You say that? You said that in that tone as though you're never catty. You're quite often catty, but I tell you what, you're not. You might be catty, but you're not cattier. I was expecting that. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 1000. Katia. Um, um, oh, that was a downcast noise, wasn't it? Did you just say, start that conversation with no? No. Uh, Katia, no. 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 I'm already regretting the call. Um, So we're regretting taking it. We're regretting doing a (laughs) phone-in show that allows people like you to call in. Uh, It's just because Andy uh, requested that I call you, so I thought, oh, why not? Well, you're allowed to say no to him. I know, I know, but uh, he said that it would make him happy, so... You know what that means? That's sex, sex code. Him? He's yeah. he's making himself happy now. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> you should have told him to shove it and done a Bieber. Yeah. 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 He's well, you know, a lot you're not of, his dancing monkey. A lot of people. Huh? A lot of people um, pleasure themselves whilst listening to this show. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do. Mm. Uh, Ed does a little bit too much. That's why he's has to take this week off, <laughs> just to uh, let things cool down a bit. Yeah. Um, so don't don't oh. be surprised, Katia. Okay. Okay. Be shocked. No, um, don't be shocked. It's it's yeah. human. It's human nature. It's a good idea. What as Andrea was saying. Sorry, yes. <clears throat> got a cat in my throat. Oh, a what? A what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. In French, we say a cat un chat dans la gorge. 
You know what they say in Greek? You know we say it's all Greek to me. Mm. You know what it they was, say in Greece? What did they say? They say it's all Chinese yeah, to me. Yeah, they say that in Spanish. Oh. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? It's all Greek. Both stupid languages, the Greek and the Chinese languages, are both ridiculous. And tricky. No, I would say pointless um, and dying. Let's uh, let's get rid of both languages. Three, because Chinese, you've got, Chi- you got Cantonese and your Mandarin. What's that all about? Two languages. Yeah. What happened to Esperanto? Esperanto. It never took off, did it? <laughs> St- um, William Shatner starred in an Esperanto movie. Did he? Yeah, I know that much is true. When was Esperanto invented, Catherine? I don't know, like 19... Probably around when the... I don't know, 1940... Oh, yeah, you're right, OK. Something. Yeah, most people say the 60s, but yeah, you're right, it was the 1940s. Yeah, after the wars. All right, mate. Is it to foster you say after the wars. You say after the wars as though there's been no more wars. There's been plenty of wars. We've been at war. Britain has been involved in a war every year uh, for ages. <laughs> Since 1956. Can't wait to read that history book. Since 1956, we've been involved in a war... Every year. people. Yeah, that's true. That is actually a fact. Okay, you just disguise it. No, with... that is actually fact. Why, well, okay. Bearing in He's mind... waving his arm now, so it must be a fact. Bearing in mind today, I remembered a brilliant... I asked myself a trivia question. Yeah, you can't question. remember it now. I can't remember it, but it was a really good bit of trivia. Um, and I got the answer right. You also pointed out a habit that I do. Oh? No, it's not oh. Oh, is what I say. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, he's, he's... I'm not going to do it anymore now. That's ruined. Okay, fine. That's fine. That's your problem. Are you going to stop being? Sh- I don't. I don't even do that. Oh. Anyway, Katia's called in. Let's have some respect. Let's speak to Katia. <laughs> Katia, you really. must be pleased about the third runway at Heathrow. It means you can get home quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Euros. Um, is <laughs> Theresa May just doing whatever the Daily Mail wants her to do? Because they, they've taken down the bit off her website where she said she was anti the third runway at Heathrow. They've taken it off her website uh, this week. And she won't ever admit to the fact that she was on the side of a Remain. Um, she's just doing, she must just get, like, the Daily Mail and go, oh, sugar, right. We've got to, um... have, you, have you watched Scott Balcony's uh, short movie about the third runway? No, Scott made it's a film. Brilliant. <laughs> when did Scott make a film? Yes. Um, I know he wrote a song about it. Oh, oh my God. It's Is it so the song? Funny. Oh, yes. It's so funny. I'm so confused. Ka- Ka- uh, Catherine, could you try and pursue that line of questioning mm-hmm. I was just pursuing? In French. Yeah. Mais qu'est-ce que tu dis là? No, no, no. Have a look. Have a look. I'm not um, on his timeline. It's pardon? brilliant. I'm going to retweet it. Mais tu parles d'un film, hein? Un film, le de film. quoi D'une chanson ou d'un... Non, non. Euh, il a fait, la, il a fait le, le film, mais je ne crois pas que c'est à propos de la chanson. Bon. Euh... Je ne savais pas. Non, ce n'est pas à faire. Ce n'est pas à faire. C'est génial. All right, well, tweet it to It's me now. It's great, apparently. Tweet it to me now. It's brilliant. Yeah, okay, I can't do... I can't multitask, it turns out, so... Okay. Okay, I will, I will, I will. But I was going to say something serious was serious about uh, and, Andrea, Andrea, how yes. do you pronounce her name? Andrea. Yes, definitely. She should, she should take in the uh, correspondent uh, thingy if it's still going on. I don't know if you are still offering things like that. But um, I remember back in them days, 10 years ago, when I was a con- correspondent. It's, it's, uh, hang on a second. Right. Yes. It, this, right, you're talking about this, yeah? Hang on a second. 
It's got balconies filmed yeah. on the third <laughs> runway. So, Scott, uh, what inspired you to write this uh, this protest song? Oh, it is well, a I protest just thought, song. There's no uh, pop stars at the moment writing about the um, expansion of aviation in West London. I'm really sorry. No. But... Quite funny, I'll retweet that. But what are you on about, Katty? You said you don't think it has anything to do with a song, and in the first line, it's about a song. Yeah, yeah, but he, he's not really. Yeah, okay. Goodbye, Simpson. Shut your noise. There's gonna be a bump of payday for the boys. Who gives a about the straight in any way? We need 500 extra corporate flights in a day. You don't need song <laughs> it's all about a song yeah yeah there's a song in there but it's we kind did, well, of well, well, it had we, nothing to do with the song we asked you in two languages right in two languages yeah and you refused to acknowledge <laughs> the song was any part of it yeah i mean i'm like theresa may i'm not acknowledging what i did a, okay. a few hours ago <laughs> Go on, what did you want to say about uh, about uh, uh, andrea and and uh, um um whatever yes uh, she should definitely take on the correspondent thingy. Um, it, and you said it would be good for her changing her ideas or things like that. Because I remember 10 years ago when I actually... That, that's the first time that I called you to be a correspondent. Because I thought, oh, my God, I'm such a shy person. And I used to be really shy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, were you the correspondent for? I used to do a silly feature. The, the, the very obscure horror that was it. Correct. I used to do a silly feature where we would <laughs> we would mock, mock the fact when we were doing the drive tasters drive on LBC. Imagine, <laughs> and um, and I didn't want to do it. And I said, right, I'll do it, but you have to get rid of all of the showbiz reporting and all of the travel and all of the newsy stuff, and let me just go in and play. Thinking they go, I oh, don't be so stupid. They went. We've got to keep travel, but everything else you can get rid of. I was like, oh. So to, to take the mickey out of all of features that you get in radio shows, we would have the 5.38 daily correspondent update at 5.38. Mm-hmm. And we would play the music, and we didn't know if anyone was going to call. We had all these different correspondents, and we didn't know if anyone was going to call in. And some nights no one called in, and some nights five people would call in. Katia would give an update about obscure horror films, and someone would give an update about, oh, God, I don't remember what they, what they were. We had about 60 correspondents. It, it filled. It was a lot of work for what was essentially two minutes of radio <laughs> every day. And it was 5.38 daily yeah, correspondent Yeah, 5.38 specifically, yes. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And, and your I, life has changed as a direct well, result of that well, nonsense. Well, OK. The thing is, at that time, um, uh, Roger said to me, uh, right, you're going to be in the... Well, because he, he used to be in a, in a band. And uh, he wanted me to play the uh, keyboard. And I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't played the piano. Yeah, Yeah, I used to. I used to study uh, classical music. Um, I used to be a pianist. Pianist? A pianist. Pianist. (laughs) You're right the first two times. Third time not. (laughs) I used to be that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, kind of uh, I stopped because all of a sudden, I don't really know why I, I could not play in public anymore. Yes. It kind of came, yeah. So um, I stopped uh, the piano thing and I became an engraver. <laughs> What's it? Uh, Where is this, is this story? Uh, uh, I don't know if this story is going anywhere. It's going so 
somewhere. Well, okay. So, She's like the lady in the van. It, you know what? Yeah, okay, I'm going to try, but how am I going to ever play in public? I said, and, and you were on the radio, and on that day you said, oh, I need correspondent, and I'm thinking, oh my God, okay, I can try, try maybe to. Did you ever play thing. keyboards in his band? Yes. Thank you very much for calling. Flipping heck. I mean, maybe Theresa May's got a point. This looks good for someone who's trying to lose weight. I'm never going to lose this weight, am I? You I'm are. never, I'm never going to lose it. You are, for no. sure. You are. Customer Brody Stevens gets stuck in! To what? To one of Britain's sweetest, sweetest milkshakes which contains 1,500 calories, the equivalent of two roast dinners. Yeah, that's only the equivalent of two roast dinners if you're not doing the roast dinners properly. That's the equivalent of one roast dinner. The freak shakes have toppings. I mean, that does look disgustingly good. Well, it's making me feel sick and I'm not even seeing it. Toppings of cookies, honey and raspberry. You have to have something naughty every now and then, said Phoebe Lau. Of Beehive Coffee House. Oh, Beehive! In Brizzle, which makes the mega treats. Well, hang on a minute. Was that the story? Was... Have we got a picture? Yeah. That looks horrible. Oh, you reminded me. I've, I've, I, I told you this, but I've not told the listener. I'm, uh, I'm educating my boys well. We were watching some fireworks the other day. We're near where we live, you can see fireworks in this, in this place a couple of miles away. And uh, and I, we were outside, me and the boys, and I went flash bang, and as quick as you like, my eldest went what what a picture, and I thought yes. Now they've not seen half a sixpence, but they have seen that scene because it's a it's I've not seen the whole film, but oh, that's that brilliant film. That scene with Tommy Steele uh-huh. doing flash bang wallop. I think it took him like two weeks to film. It's awesome, the whole thing, the whole thing's wonderful. My sister was obsessed with it, and she was about five six. Arthur Sixpence used to call it. Arthur, oh, I might. Um... Oh, get it, because, you know, there's a sort of... There's a more it's on... s- serious side to it, but you don't see it as a kid. It's I, just I great. bet it's on Netflix. They put um, crappy old films on Netflix oh, and no one looks for them. Which is wonderful. Let's go to the break. And while we're in the break, I'm going to look for, for Arthur Sixpence on Netflix. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's not on Netflix, but... Films that are on Netflix that I didn't know were there. Yeah. You type in half a sixpence and it says titles related to half a sixpence. Oh eight four four four. Sixpence none the richer in concert. Oh what a lovely war. That's a good film that. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a good film that. That's a good film. Um If have you seen If? No. Oh. Half of it's in colour and half of it's in black and white. All right. Because um because they read I'm, uh, now there are two stories to this. One is that the director Lindsay Anderson th- thought it'd be more powerful if half it was in black and white and half it was colour. The other story is they that ran they, they ran out of money, mm-hmm. and it was 1969, I think 68, 69, uh, 68, and so they did half of it in black and white. It's, about? it's brilliant. It's about um, Malcolm McDowell. Um, a, a posh private school. It's one of those posh private school films when they're all in their thirties, supposed to be kids. And there's there's um, there's buggery. There's um, there's. I think I, I, I get confused as to what it, I've not seen it for years. Some bits of it are fantasy and some bits are real. I think there's a fantasy sequence where they all get a load of machine guns and tanks and, and go and blow up the school. Oh. it's brilliant though. Oh, what a lovely war we were going to do at school. I'd a part in it, and then they cancelled it because. Of the Gulf War. Yeah. 
Why? Well, What's it about? It's a, well, what a lovely war. Yeah. It's, it's a satire about... It's, it's basically saying war is bad. Oh. But, but Isn't that funny that they cancelled it in a school? Uh, one hard-hit family revisits World War One with song, dance and comedy. Laughter's the best medicine, they say. It's an anti-war film. There's another film, another good film, That Thing You Do. Yes. That is a good film. It sounds like a rubbish film. Yeah. I mean, the idea of it sounds like a rubbish Adam, film, but Adam actually it was good. Schlesinger, who refused to come on this show... Tom Hanks. ...did the music... What was the song they did? Every time you do that thing you do. Yeah, it's like a Beatlesy song, wasn't it? Is there one hit wonders, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so all of those things are on. Um, uh, they're available to watch on Netflix, the movie streaming service. Unfortunately, the movie that I want to watch half a sixpence. Um, so that's fine. You're just going to have to find it somewhere else. I'm sure it'd be available. Douglas has... Um, I've got blisters on my feet. Douglas has uh, tweeted, Where is Katia from? We're, cu- we're taking currently odds. So far, two people say French, two people say Belgian, one says Dutch. Well, Douglas, two of you are right. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. 0844 499 1000 is um, the telephone number. I'm going to try and ex- explain. We were talking earlier on before the show this this concept. And I was trying to explain this concept to you about my kids. Yeah. Right. I'm going to try and explain it again. Maybe I should have kicked off the show with, with this bundle of laughs. Right. We're talking yesterday about um, kind of feeling. And it's I think it's, it's different for me because I'm older than you and I'm a man. I don't know. Thanks I don't, no, I don't know what out. the difference is, but it's yeah. different for me. Okay. What is going on in my head for me at the moment than you? Uh, but I was talking. I was talking to people on Twitter yesterday about feeling out of place and out of time, and um, and I was trying to say to you, I'm a bit of a dinosaur, and you were saying no. But I genuinely, think in terms of um, this industry, and in terms of sexual politics. I think I am a bit of a dinosaur, and if I'm not a dinosaur now, I'm certainly moving into that dinosaur arena. I'm not in my head. I'm still 25. You know, physically, I'm 43. Okay. Well, so. you say things like dinosaur, and you—I mean, you know some of the people I've worked with in the past. Well, no, exactly. Who are like flipping T Rexes? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh no, exactly. But you're not nothing like that. Because they would no. say, "Oh, I'm just of my time." No, but but this but this generation, my generation of what will become dinosaurs, will of course be different from the from the, the, the people who are twenty years older. Mm. You know, because we will have learnt from their mistakes. But then the people below, anyway. Yeah, of course, things have, things keep changing. Anyway, and I've, I've been I watched this film Tarnation, which is a, this, this kind of psychedelic documentary. It's, it's it's quite a hard watch, but it's an interesting story. And this guy telling the story of his mum and about. Uh, how, you know, she was put in mental institutions by her parents when she was 12, even though there's probably nothing wrong with her. And she got electro- electroconvulsive therapy two times a week uh, for two years. And it did completely fried her brains, right? And you see um, you see him as a kid and as an adult and all of the things in between and his, you know, his journey and all of that stuff. And I was trying to explain to someone yesterday, I can't think who it was, about... Um, how I worry about my kids and stuff. And I, I crystallised it a little bit better, right? I won't go into the Chris Denning story because I, I think it confuses the waters slightly, even though it's appropriate, but I won't. Um, but I've worked out partly 
why I'm feeling so detached from my surroundings at the moment. And it's because of my kids, right? My boys are six and four. And it's dawning on me that the two children that live with me now won't be around forever. They won't be around in six months' time. They certainly won't be around in two years' time. They'll be two different children. You know, they will be children... It's so hard to explain. But they'll be children who are eight and six, you know, and they won't be as funny, they won't be as stupid, they won't be as ridiculous, they won't be as naughty, they won't be as playful, they won't be um, as unable to read, they won't, they'll be, they'll be different people. And the people that you've got now, the six and the four-year-old, is this, any of this making sense? Uh, the, the six and four-year-old, in ten years' time, they'll be completely gone. You know, there'll be traces of them in a year, traces of them in two years' time. But in ten years' time, those two children won't exist anywhere. They'll be two young men. They'll be two stroppy teenagers. Yeah. You know, they'll be two um, completely different people. And I'm trying... This is such a hard concept to... I don't think it is. I think if you spoke to my dad... If you spoke to anyone's dad, they'll tell you they know exactly what you mean. I'm going to miss those guys. Him. Exactly, that's it. I still catch my dad looking at me wistfully. Yeah. I'm going to miss my guys. And my mum and my dad um, have never... have never really said that. They've never mm. really said something like that. Mine has. Mine really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially my dad. What has your dad said then? That he, Sometimes my mum would say to me, when I was about sort of 12, 13... Because she, because they had me, their generation of friends, they were like the first ones to have kids. And so while their friends were still going out on the razzle, my mum and dad were in with kids, like young children. And then by the time their their friends started having little children, we were like 12, 13. And I remember my mum saying that your dad misses his little girls. Yeah. And that's, and and... And she said it would happen, and he didn't realise at the time. Because at the time, when you're just surviving as young parents, and they didn't have a lot of money and all that stuff was going on, it felt like they had life harder than everybody else because everyone else was still going out on the raz, you know. Yeah. At the time, you don't realise what, what a blink of the eye that is. And people mm. will tell you, and it sounds like a cliche, but you and I both know, you know, it feels like sometimes when my children, when it's their birthdays, you know, my kids are slightly older than yours, but only slightly. I sometimes wonder where my babies have gone. Yeah, and and when you realise there aren't going to be any more babies, yeah. and I'm not saying I want another baby, but when you think, gosh, it was only five seconds ago that I was worried that she'd never hold a tippy cup the right way, or you know, all that stuff you used to worry about. I like the guys as they are now. I like that, but I know, and I love them as they get older and stuff. I, 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 but when they start shaving, I don't know if. I... Oh my goodness, though! But there's so much magic that's still to come with those kids. But I don't want any more magic. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I. I really. The the way they are now, mm. and the six year old, he's going to be seven in January, and he's on the turn. He's on the turn to be to be to getting rid of a lot of that child like quality yeah. magic that he has. Um. I think they're, they're. I I really like them as they are now. Yeah, but you remember you told me. Well, I don't know, a few months ago, that you'd spent some time with the eldest on his own. Yeah. And it dawned on you what a charming young man he is. Yeah. You were really proud. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so many moments like that to come. But I so, don't... So, yeah, we'll have so many baby moments and stuff like that. Yeah. But he'll still be a div now and again. Well, I, yeah. But he'll also surprise you with the stuff that he comes back with that's not come from you. 
But I know what you mean. I don't like getting old. I don't like getting old. I'm really, again, this is, and this is really common in, in, in I, men of this age, women I don't know, but I speak to my therapist about it a couple of... Uh, oh, women become invisible. Women become invisible. But, but, but in what do you mean invisible? In terms of, I saw it happen with my mother and, um, you know, I see it happening to my friends. But men of this age, it's, it, it's a real thing about thinking about death. Mm. Is that the same for women? And you're a little bit younger, and I don't mean that in a patronising tone. I mean that kind genuinely. Of. And we stop, right, we stop being seen as being um, sexy. Yeah. We stop being seen as being uh, having potential in the workplace. We have all that stuff as well. But we have it a bit earlier than men, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. as soon as you pop a kid out, you get put on the mum shelf, regardless of whether yeah. you bring anything to do with home to to work or not you're immediately you know you you're there mm. you start getting passed over for things and you kind of realize that i remember having conversations with bosses in the past and said saying to them don't disregard me without asking me if i can do stuff yeah because i can you know so don't think you're doing me a favor by not putting things my way mm. but the fact i just say that out loud shows that it's still a thing whereas with men what happens is they get to a bit older than what you are now i remember it starting to happen with my dad and uh, you realise that you become expensive. See, the work thing doesn't worry me. It does worry me a bit. It, does worry, it, worries it will me quite when you a see lot, little um, no-nouts coming it's, up it's, and overtaking. Oh, well, you do now. This is why I don't. One of the reasons I don't like TV is because it's it's kids, and I was one yeah. of those kids. Um, and I'm too old for TV. But um, it's the death thing. It really is the death thing. The mortality. It's thinking um, that I. Well, my dad died at what was he sixty one, yeah. so that's that's eighteen years. Hopefully, I'll have a bit longer than that. But um, you know, I'll be lucky if I see my boys into their thirties. Thirties, God, my boys in their thirties. Jeez, you know, um, and that's not bad going, I suppose, getting to see that. But um, you don't know. Don't sit around waiting for it to happen. No, I know. But my dad's my granddad. My dad's dad died very young as well yeah um and i think it was a bit of a surprise to my dad when he passed his age so <laughs> he doesn't really know what to do with himself mm. but different lifestyles you know different upbringings different diets makes it all makes a difference well yes oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk Saying that, I did get um, two emails this evening mm-hmm. from the Microsoft store. Oh. Is that because you've been moaning about Apple? It was two um, receipts. Oh. Hello there. Thanks for shopping with us on the 25th of October. What? No. No name, though, eh? The prequel trilogy character pack, Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens demo, £1.59. Second one. Hello there. Thanks for shopping with us. Pose Quest for Survival, Lego level pack, Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens, quantity one, £2.39. So my boys have gone on... They've been on (laughs) Xbox. They've done that thing, and I've done that thing of being a stupid parent. You've not put a lock on it. I've not put a lock on it, and so they've just been buying stuff. So God knows what else... So I, I sent a Look message to my wife saying, can, um, can you tell them? Uh, don't tell them I'm, I'm not angry. I think it's very, very funny. I do genuinely think it's hilarious. But um, can you, until I get a chance to come and um, put the lock on that, can you tell them to stop buying things? 
Because they were talking about it the other day. I'm, I'm going to get a few more bills through. Because they were talking about it the other day. Uh, what, what's is the, it part of the game then? It's today. Is it like an add-on thing? Well, you could, they kept saying, oh, we found a way to unlock loads of characters. Ah. And I didn't really pay attention. But It's, it, it's by yeah. accessing your money. It's called buying loads of characters. Outrageous. I'm not going to give the phone number out because no one's going to phone. Quiet on the phones tonight. Well, there was a flurry. Well, uh, I don't... Uh, Middle hour, there was a flurry. Well, I don't think there was. I didn't... Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't notice it. Mm. I didn't notice it. Uh, picture of uh, a hamster with no fur. Oh. That's um, doing the rounds at what the moment. Happened? This completely bald hamster wears a jumper to keep it warm. Oh, let me see. It does look cute, and it makes me wonder, <gasps> should we... Should we shave more animals mm. and make them bald? A lot of them look weird, though, don't they, with yeah. their fur on? Yeah, but it would be almost like doubling the number of animals we have on the planet. So we'd have, like, we all, oh, there's a monkey. What the hell is that? Well, don't tell everyone, but it's a shaved monkey. It'd look completely different. Imagine a rang- an orangutan shaved. Ooh. You shoot it with a tranquilizer dart. Mm. <laughs> It's out. It takes about five minutes to take take uh, effect. It's a powerful narcotic, and it will soon be it'll soon be effective. And you get in there with a with a a, a while and mm-hmm. drink the whole thing, or or shave its facial hair so it looks like a man with sideburns, ginger sideburns. You know, though, sometimes you see those Indian gentlemen, and they henna their yes, hair, don't yeah. they? So it's bright ginger. I love that. I love that. When I lived in Slough, you used to see a lot of these gentlemen with this, this very bright ginger hair. I thought it looked absolutely wonderful. What a great thing to do. Well, um, uh, you can, uh, you can henna all kinds of uh, creatures. You dye them, you dye their hair, you shave their bodies. Some, some people do. Sideburns. Some people do dye their dogs different colours, don't they? And shape yeah. them into different animals. I just even. think it, 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 it's not cruel. Well, it, it it doubles the amount of creatures we've got because we could pretend they were different creatures. Is it disrespectful to an animal? You can't say no. It is disrespectful, yes. Mm. Yes, it is. It's, is, it, is that. I will give it, you that. Is it also, I don't know, maybe... It's exploitative, yeah. if that's the word you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. But we are animals masters. Oh, the other word I was looking for is um, wrong. Is no, wrong? no, no, no. You've got to look at the food chain. We are above monkeys in the food chain. Yeah, but if a lion got hold of you, would it be all right for it to put a big red nose well, on? Well, no, we are above lions in the food chain. No, lion you... could eat you. Well, no, You could eat a lion. Yes, I... well, <laughs> what are you talking about? Who was that dentist who shot um, <laughs> Cyril? Remember the dentist? Yeah, that wasn't to eat it. Hang on a minute, right. right take so the, the gun den- away. If you give a lion a gun, the it'll, dentist, it'll beat you. The dentist, all he did was shoot a lion that he paid to shoot anyway. Mm. For a year, he's hounded. Yeah, but his mistake Keith was Faz, just... Keith Faz, Rent Boys and Poppers, he gets two days and that's it. Unbelievable. Did the Rent Boys have names? He, he, he could have eaten them. Wrinkly Rodent Silky... Was born without fur. Oh, oh! I'd have, um, well, I'd have been very tempted. Uh, they're all born without fur. Yeah. So I wouldn't have clubbed it to death with a brick. Oh God! Yeah. 
So a pet shelter worker knitted a five centimetre woolly sweater. Yeah, do you know what that material, that um, pattern was? Woolly warmer. Silky was left at the centre by owners who said they were moving from Oregon, US to a colder area. No, they weren't. What, and they couldn't take a hamster? The pet without jumper above has no fur like normal hamsters below due to a gene mutation. They're breeding freak hamsters, guys. Mm -hmm. They're breeding freak hamsters. That's an excuse and a half, isn't it? Oh, we're moving somewhere cold so we can't take the hamster. It's not like you can't take a sheep. Something's going to be outside. Can't take a what? Sheep. Um, let's see if we've done that. I mean, I'm really clutching at straws for stories here. And mm. the stories I've got are boring now. Now I've done the shave. Wonder how Kylie looks so good at 48? No. Radio wave facelift at 250 pounds a blast by Clemmy Moodle. What? The associate... Is that a person? Clemmy Moodle. Wow. Is it Moodle or Moody? Can't see in here. Moody. Clemmy Moody. I do apologize. Okay. Clemmy Moody. Associate show business editor. After giving up Botox, and Kylie really does look stunning at 48. Now it's because of radio wave facelifts. Um, I would say it's probably down to good genes and having a few quid. Mm. After giving up Botox, Kylie Minogue credited a £3.99 face cream for helping her retain her glowing beauty. Of course she did. But two years short of her 50th birthday, they're right, 48 yeah. is. Yes, that's very excellent. Thank you for Good that. Maths. It appears there's another reason behind the singers. Hey, we saw Billy Corkill in um, Emmerdale Farm tonight. Yeah, so did, did other people who were watching. Didn't he Emmerdale. look at Billy? But would anyone else have gone, oh, it's Billy Corkill? You scab Corkill. You're a sc bloody scab Corkill. I've got to feed my family. I've got kids to feed. And that was just him accepting the role in Emmerdale. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, he's got he, he's a old, white beard. Yeah, he looked like um, the bad guy from Emmerdale Farm. Do you remember the bad guy? Yes. Oh, what was he called? The one that ended up married to Val Pollard. Yeah, it, yeah. It looked, he looked like Pollard, didn't he? Mm, bit, he looked yeah. exactly like Pollard. But under the beard and that, yeah. he looked the same. It did look the same. He had that cheeky scouse sparkle in his eyes. Mm. When is um, um, Jack Sugden coming back, or did he get killed when the airplane crashed? It's gone. Was it the airplane crash that killed Jack Sugden? No, I think it might have been a heart attack. Oy. When's that? Where's Annie Sugden? Where's Annie Sugden's husband? Australia. Okay. Oh no, she he died long before, didn't he? That's a shame. Where's Fraser Hines? I don't know. Jamie. Fraser Hines was Jamie in Doctor Who. No. But he was he was one of the Sugden boys in Emmerdale Farm. No. Anyone? He watched Doctor Who. Well, what about Emmerdale Farm? He was Doctor Patrick Troughton's assistant. Jimmy, ah, Jimmy. Mm. Oh, I'm wearing a kilt because I'm Jimmy. Oh, it was Irish. Um, it appears there's another reason behind the singer's ever youthful appearance: a collagen wave facial treatment. Miss Minogue is a fan of the £250 a time procedure, which involves the use of radio waves to tie in skin tissue and plump up the face. <laughs> oh, come on! 
Following an initial course of six treatments with celebrity dermatologist Neelam Patel, the Australian pop star is now on a maintenance programme of one session every few months. We should be getting a bit of money off for this. Here we go. Celebrity fans of College and Waves include Amanda Holden. Of course it does. But you know why? It brings us back to what we were talking about earlier on about women worrying that they're becoming invisible. In the hour-long sessions, a metal sheet is placed behind the back (gasps) and a heated roller is manoeuvred around the face and neckline, delivering, here we go, radio wave energy. This heats up the middle and lower... It's not just heat. It's just a hot pen. This heats up the middle and lower layers of skin and underlying tissue, causing deep collagen structures to tighten. Well, you know, your face wells up. Results are claimed to be instantaneous, although it takes around six months for the full effects to be realised. Last night, a friend said, Kylie's a big fan of non-invasive treatments, which means there's no downtime and no covering up with a balaclava for the next few days. Collagen waves are utterly painless because they're made up. It's very relaxing, even though it don't do nothing. And afterwards, the skin is glowing. It's a lot more natural than Botox and doesn't involve painful injections. Kylie believes they have taken years off her without giving her a frozen, unnatural look. A spokesman or woman for Miss Minogue declined to comment. Who's the insider then? It just says a friend. I was... It sounded a lot like Kylie. Oh no! It, um, Might have been Jason. It was Jason. I was mm. doing Jason. Mm. I, I was no, I wasn't. I was doing um, Alf Stewart. Alf Stewart uh-huh. from uh, Home and Away. Because he worked with his her sister Danny Minogue, mm. who had a nose job. When um, she had a, she did a what? Had a nose job. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was always my favourite of the Minogue sisters. Before or after the nose? Oh, before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, I think it's um, actually a very good nose job as they go. Um, Emma Logalia. Do you remember her? Emma Log- Logalulu? Remember her? Emma Logaloo. Emma Logaloo. Mm. Do you remember her? What was her first name? Emma. No. Emma Emma Logaloo. Na- Natalie Emma Logaloo. But she had very she had very bad skin. Skin shame, yeah. Did she did, didn't she? Imbruglia, beautiful. Plain Jane Superbrain, hot. I think that's all of them. Des Clark, buff. Shame. <laughs> shame. Flying shame. Doctors. Shame. Now we're talking. Well, you know. So guys, that's it. That's your lot. Thank you, Emma, for twiddling the uh, knobs and the dials. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to everybody who called in. Everybody who didn't call in, up yours. Um, shame on you. Um, oh, back tonight at 10, we've got Janie Godley coming on, who is filthy and hilarious. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.